Let's uh, let's test our levels real quick. Let's do this right. Let's do this right because it's been a while. Testing the levels. It's been a wee while. Hold on. Is that the kind of sound you expect to make throughout the show? No, no, no. Here we go. Okay. Well, wow, then it's this motherfucker to... has a huge mouth. Max is looking at a video of a woman with a big mouth. Yeah. Hold on. All right. So here we go. He's already on his phone. Well, I'm trying to pull something up. It's it's oh. related. Okay. Are you on the Wi-Fi here? Otherwise, you're gonna have trouble. What's that? Are you on the Wi-Fi here? Actually, look, it appears I am. Oh, okay. You must have done it before. Yeah. Here. All right. All right. I got it. <clears throat> So we're kicking off this uh, dry dry spell breaking episode with something I have no idea what. Oh, I've got so many topics to talk about. Oh, good. I'm glad you. I'll do. continue some we were talking about before the mics went on, though. <clears throat> since oh, yeah? uh, since our last episode where we talked about going to see Urban Death Cannibal Corpse. Hang on, hang on. Remind me what our last episode was. It was months uh, ago. Uh, what were we talking about? It wasn't Parliament, God. was it? No, no, no. It was Pythag. I don't know why it was called Pythagoras, but it was called Pythagoras. Oh, uh, I'm sure I have a it very good a, reason for that. Probably just, a tool, like you know, kind of. If, if you look for it, look at <laughs> yeah, the time you look codes. Look at the audio. Look at the time it. codes. You'll realize that it perfectly. Sweet, yeah. It builds the angles of an isosceles triangle. Yeah, I mean, it was a long time ago. It was well over four weeks ago at this point, I think. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely, because. Uh, Fucking, I don't know. We oh, we were all queued up to do one uh, a couple of Fridays ago, but I had to pick up my daughter because yeah. she got sick at school. Yeah, I got halfway up there. Yeah, turn around, and then I got it. Ugh, miserable What'd you get? that was. Norovirus. I don't know if it was norovirus specifically, but some kind of stomach bug. Ugh. So Rachel and I Did got her on the. No, I didn't. Thank God. Being, being a metaphobic, uh, I think, gives me something of a stronger resistance to actually throwing it. I felt like I needed to. And, you know, without without getting too graphic, there were times where I was using the toilet for one reason and thought I need to empty out this trash can next to me. I see. Yeah. For a bit of the, uh, yeah. you know. You need a trash can or else you're going to be doing that kind of game. You, you know, what's that? That bop it game? The push me, pull me type thing? <laughs> yeah, it is kind of like, like bop it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the best, the best option is if you have a bathtub, which is in... Which is in spitting in distance, so distance. to speak, of, your, yeah, of no. your toilet. No. But it was, yeah, it was miserable. Luckily, it didn't last too long. Yeah, I mean, that's good. I Okay, so, but since then, when we were talking about it, we were like, well, we're going to go see this Urban Death Cannibal Corpse. Urban Death Cannibal Corpse has since opened and closed. Yes. Closed just last weekend. Yeah, was it only running for three weeks? Three weeks. That's strange. Why three weeks. They do that? I don't know how they did on houses, to be honest. I never yeah. went on a Saturday, which I feel like would be the real test of the houses. Because they had so a they, weird schedule for yeah, this one. Yeah, so they did Fridays only one Fridays show at, at 8 30. And then Saturdays they did 8 30 and, and 11. 11 o'clock. Which I'm like, is there that much demand? Has there always been three shows per weekend of Urban Death? I used to think that the standard Urban Deaths were one show per night. I think so as well. One show per night. And I thought it was it just Friday and Saturday. I think it ran for four weeks normally. Right. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it was cast availability or something like that to condense it to three weeks. Who's to say? But um, one thing that did happen that I found very interesting was, so as as we talked about, Urban Death did, uh, saying partner with Cannibal Corpse is a bit heavy, but they got the blessing of Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> yeah, they, they got they the blessing of Cannibal Corpse to use their on song their titles as inspo. Yeah. 
for their theatrical piece. Obviously, someone, whoever works at Cannibal Corpse was like, whatever, this doesn't affect us in any way, so no. go ahead. But they actually went and they promoted it themselves, too. That was good. They put oh, it on their they Instagram. certainly did, and that's oh, what I want to talk about. The, comments? the reviews are in, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Sean and I's reviews are meaningless. Oh, but, yeah, no, we're not talking about our reviews. But the we're reviews talking about the reviews from the Cannibal, from the Cannibal, Cannibal Corpse, Corpse fan base So on the Cannibal Corpse official uh, <laughs> Instagram here, they have 520,000 followers. Actually, quite light. Um, yeah. uh, they do have 12,000 likes on this. So they did post the poster yes. on their Instagram for Urban Death Cannibal Corpse. That's right. Now I'm going it, to... So if I remember correctly, they didn't exactly explain what it is. Not at all. They yeah. just said, this is going to be pretty Death killer. Their only caption was, this is going to be pretty killer, at Zombie Joes, at Urban Death underscore ZJU. Which makes you... See, if I was a fan of theirs and I saw that, I'd think, oh, are they doing a show yeah, there? A movie or, like, some, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, something going on... So it says on the poster there, it says Urban Death, Kennel Corpse. And then the only Urban Death postcard that I've ever seen that explains what it is. Short, wordless scenes of horror inspired by the song and album titles of the world's greatest death metal band. Mm -hmm. Top comment. Arguable whether they are. Well, you (laughs) you have a friend here because top comment is world's greatest death metal band. Cry laughing emoji. Someone He's who, someone on who their follows fan page. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'll follow them on Instagram, but well, and I'm not. I am not kidding you. They're all. It's like that's like the most common comment in this thread is really? people on the Cannibal Corpse fan page just saying, "No, they're not the greatest <laughs> band. <laughs> we like them and all, but let's be real. Death is, death is the world's greatest death metal band. Mm. Not here for any arguments because facts are unbeatable. Okay, <laughs> facts and logic. Was that Ben Shapiro? Yeah, might have been. <laughs> um, uh, disagree. Hard disagree. This Cannibal Corpse good. are serviceable, but this... they are not the greatest in the world. Objectively, not true. <laughs> this one's good, too. Someone just says, too much to read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think Cannibal Corpse fans, on average, are particularly voracious readers. Yeah. So any, anything above like a, a song title is probably, yeah, probably asking a bit much. Here's the best one. Cannibal Corpse, the world's greatest death metal band? No way. Cry laughing emoji. Also, what's up with these events called church discipline on your profile? <laughs> Why would a death metal zombie host shit like that? Uh, Lame. <laughs> oh, well, this is good. You did the research. This is good. Okay, so, well, we even need to give a bit of context for why that's funny. Well, we know what church discipline is. We do. Oh, we do. Okay, but not everyone who's listening right. does. You know, uh, so at Urban, uh, sorry, at Zombie Joe's Theater. Yeah. There was a re- returning show called yeah. Church Discipline by mm-hmm. our friend uh, and friend of the podcast, Beavis Sleezoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not, despite its namesake, it was not a religious show. <laughs> it wasn't no. a faith-based initiative. No. It was, um, it, you know, it was kind of spooky and weird and irreverent and funny, you know? Not yeah. really, not really horror. It though. It had the to, devil in it. it. You did have the devil <laughs> had in it. Had the devil Played by in Hank it. Steelhammer, no yeah. less. Cannibal Corpse fans would love it. Well, I don't know about that. No, there might be right. too much reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people talking. What I'm the- watching someone read out of a book. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Anything remotely approaching <laughs> something to do with reading. They're like, oh no. One of the, uh, but it is funny how smug he is. So he's like, oh, I looked on your profile. Church discipline, I see. Well, also, I think but also Cannibal Corpse aren't even an anti-religious band. No, they're not. They have like, no religious theme at all in their in their no, lyrics. Not even it's in their lyrics. It's never murder anywhere. and vaginas. I wouldn't be shocked to learn they were Christian. 
Uh, yeah, a couple of them, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's but, not like the deicide or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not, they're yeah. not one of those types of, uh, like, hardcore, like, that's like more of like a black metal thing anyway, a lot yeah, of the time, Yeah, I mean, right? a couple like, of death yeah. metal, go, like, deicide definitely yeah. goes into it, but not Cannibal Corpse. They're about yeah. zombies and monsters eating people. And Yeah, perfect fit for zombie Joe. Exactly. Right? Yeah, if he'd done his research properly. Also, how far back did he have but to look the, to find Joe's That's discipline? what I'm curious about, because he, he skip obviously over went all to, the other shit? So it must have, I don't know how long they've had their Instagram. I didn't think they had had it that long, but I guess the the church discipline. The mo- I mean, the last the church one that you discipline, the one that yeah. I was in. Um, that must be on the Instagram somewheres. Yeah. And fucking. He, but what, he skipped over so he scrolled back Boogeyman, there. Toxic Vampire. Yeah. Um, so he scrolled back past, past that, and then I guess he assumed that like, oh, so I. The other thing that's curious to me is the guy said. Why would a death metal zombie host shit like that? Because <laughs> apparently so zombie somehow Joe is through, a, through scrolling, yeah. he inferred that it's a death, it's a death metal, metal zombie. zombie. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's zombie, zombie Joe, Joe's. Grateful deadhead zombie <laughs> yeah, Joe. Star Wars fanatic zombie. and uh, like ice cream bar fan. Yeah. Not really a death metal zombie. <laughs> He's, an ice He's cream not bar even fan. really a that's zombie. For, that's for certain. Also uh, worth, worth uh, commenting on this is one of these comments from a... A like a model looking thing, obviously some sort of pornographic spam bot mm-hmm. that just says, "Do you believe in love at first sight?" Heart flame emoji. Okay, you're gonna get that on any sort of yeah, popular Instagram. Yeah. yeah, except then someone responds to it. <laughs> oh, no. I do, especially when I look at you, Ja uh, no. Ja. ja. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Moreover, no. Here's the sorry. I do, especially when I look at you, Jaja. Moreover, knowing that you also listen to Cannibal Corpse and then a Devil Horns hand emoji. In his twenty twenty two now. How is anyone still fooled by it? You see it still. Yeah, you see people on YouTube responding to those comments. It's even funnier when you get like kind of a smart aleck too, being like, yeah. um, funny that you would try and get on YouTube to to uh, solicit. Like blah blah blah, <laughs> uh, blah blah, and like acting as if, huh? I've I've sussed you out. You're trying to solicit here. It's like you're responding to a robot. You are responding to a robot. You're responding to not even an algorithm. <laughs> just a, it's just a script. It's not even AI. It's not even They're machine like, learning. I've uh, seen behind the veil here, and just to let everyone know, don't respond to this person. They are trying to scam you. Thank you. This is okay. Now this one's odd. I don't know what's going on here. This one just says, "Ruin and bomb, son. Truth is dung. Sums rule slums and fool ones. Cruel chums filch jewels. Run. Was this cut Van off, comment? Cut off titties. Give them willies. <laughs> Bother cities and women's kitties. Oh, Run committees. What? Unleash ditties. Unemployed dudes destroy rooms." No excuse. Annoy hoods. Enjoy feuds. Employ broods. Void boobs. Boil root. It goes. I'm not even halfway this through is, it. This I don't is, think I need to say uh, This is Max uh, testing out material for Parliament Two. <laughs> this is his new, yeah, his new monologue. Yeah. <laughs> this That's is the kind of thing I'd put in my show. <laughs> Completely <laughs> sincerely. This is what. This is actually the most curious one, though. Uh, some of these people, I'm like, did Jana pay them? Because some of them are like, very interesting. A thing never seen till now. 
<laughs> no, uh, that, I, I think if anything, that spots the. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, just to, to click saying, on them. Yeah, yeah, so you get followers. Yeah. But what about this? This is. I'll, I'll be it's done sorry, with it. It would after be this. funny if Jan had paid people <laughs> to say. Well, in here. Very nice. Jan is in here mixing it up with them. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, not confrontationally, but just like explaining to everyone with questions what, what the is, show yeah. is. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Um, but this is, she probably shouldn't have. No, <laughs> You're I don't think so. Trouble, I think. But then here's the, I think the, the comment that really sums up the uh, Instagram fans of Cannibal Corpse: horrible music, three cry laughing emojis. <laughs> That's but it. How do you come they, across this it? This band then? is so disrespected. <laughs> I think that's just Instagram in general. It's just just the internet in general. There are people who go around just trying to start shit. Yeah. (laughs) But on a pretty inoffensive Cannibal Corpse post. No, Janet told me that there had been people who were saying, like, oh, fucking Cannibal Corpse selling out. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You're selling They're out, really? Fat off yeah. Of, <laughs> <laughs> of a tiny black box theater yeah. show. Cannibal Corpse Ugh, fucking selling out, sell hanging out. out, hanging out with a fucking yeah. death metal zombie. Although they didn't, apparently, even... they didn't sell out when they were in Ace Ventura: Pet Detective in 1992. <laughs> not even. <laughs> That's not selling. Not out. even a death metal zombie. Yeah. Not even. He's not even a real zombie, is he? No. He's not. No. He's just a just a dude. Man. Well, yeah, you so that's, skip that's, you skip right ahead to that, but we haven't even done our um, you know our opening segment. What hop are we on? Oh, right, we're still doing that. Well, sure, sure. We, we've got hops here. We might as well. <laughs> yes, this one actually specifies what the hops are. Oh, this is actually kind of metal. Yeah, it's a pretty metal cover. I like I like the artwork on this. It looks sort of like um, is it Queen Ursula from the Little Mermaid, but like a more metal version. Kinda, yeah. yeah. This, the can has album art of like a a, a fella. <laughs> well, it looks like fucking album art. Sure, yeah. It's, it's, it's like a fella with like flames coming out of his mouth and bunch of like, eyes. He looks, yeah, he's got eyes in his chest. He looks kind of like a demon or it looks something. Looks like an Elden Ring boss. It's called yeah. As Ghosts, which also sounds like a metalcore band. Now, As Ghosts sounds more like a kind of prog uh, prog metal band. <laughs> As goes uh, ellipses before. You're right. By the way, there are there are uh, Nelson Galaxy and Columbus hops in this. Mm-hmm. Two row white wheat and carapils malts. It's by Institution Ale Company, by the way. They were based in Camarillo, up in Ventura County. California very Ale nice. yeast as well. Very nice. I like it quite a lot. Seven mm-hmm. uh, percent. So, woof. Let's see. What hop are we on? Indeed. What hop? But are better we question. On? What strain? Is Kevin on? Oh, he's trying. I, so- I knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't work because our what hop are we on segment is, is initially is, is based on that. Of, I mean, not a parody, perhaps. No. But <laughs> yeah, we're really excoriating the, uh, <laughs> the concept. The of, Weird Al of podcasts. Yeah. Are they still doing what, what strain is Kevin on? I have a feeling that that was one thing which the fans were like, this is bullshit. I don't know if this show exists anymore. Oh, really? I don't know. I, oh, I think it does because I think I think they do Jenny it. Jenny like, and John, I saw them recently. I think they had gone recently. Uh, well, you know, they got their secret connection to Josh, the sound guy. Oh, is that right? Oh, there <laughs> we go. Housing. Oh, <laughs> so anyway, Max wants to talk about Kevin Smith because yeah, well, I think they're at Flappers now. Is where they do it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, they've been kicked out of several places. <laughs> <laughs> They're disgraced. Well, you know what it is? Because well, I'll bet they you they, really they, bad seem deal. To, they seem to sell out every show. Yeah. I, so, so from what I understood, they are, they asked for far too much. They asked for a portion, not only... Oh, like a door split well, that's not, like... No, not only did they keep all uh, ticket proceeds, but I think they're also uh, trying to get bar proceeds too. 
That's hilarious. That's why I heard, what would be in it for I the don't club? Know if that's entirely true. Uh, attendance and the, reputation. The club and some bar sales, maybe. Yeah, but who's fucking? Who wants that clientele? Yeah, well, there's a two drink minimum at the Improv for yeah. whatever show you go to. But then if, that's what I'm saying. If you're getting, but if you're getting. Yeah, if you're giving a portion of the bar to the performers, right? Then that two drink minimum is suddenly not really going to justify. Yeah, I don't know if it was a portion of the bar. Or I think I think it was just additional fee. That's like amazing, it was a fee, dude. A, an appearance fee or whatever. I don't know the absolute nuts. But then again, I mean, but now I there guess are they flappers, keep... which I can't imagine is paying them any better. So I don't know. Well, it's crazy because I'm like, you know, these are clubs that are used to operating on a business model of like people practically have to pay to perform there. Mm. Like you know, they do like bringer really. shows and stuff. Oh, it's well, like, uh, on the very low levels, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, what else is it? it's not like at fucking, the improv? No, at uh, at flappers. Oh, flappers. Yeah, flappers. Who the fuck's a, the biggest uh, person who plays at flappers? Fucking Joe Coy. Oh no, like Bill Burr's there fairly often and stuff. But uh, yeah, the improv. Uh, flappers comes is, by for a is treat. definitely a, a lower tier than the improv, but not by that much. Not yeah. by that much. Yeah, fucking. I got stuck in a lift with uh, this dude who was telling me all about the different comedians that he's seen at the improv. It's so crazy how people just want to talk to me all the time. And I'm just like, I can't listen to this anymore, man. I'm losing <laughs> my mind. I can't. I'm uh, like. You're becoming a curmudgeon? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm becoming a misanthrope. Oh, really? I just don't want to play anymore, man. Like, I just, <laughs> like, this summer has been hell, and I'm just that's digging really. through it. Well, why should summer been hell? Well, because the job that I have that's holding me over until I start my real job slashed my hours but still has just enough at the wrong time of the day where i can't really drive lift that so it's just like just horrible financial woes and then on top of that every waking hour spent at one job or the other and then when i'm at the other job which is driving lift i'm getting talked yacked at by some guy who wants to tell me how he's seeing dane cook that night (laughs) i don't give a shit if he's seeing dane cook The only thing I got Sounds going like for me. Hell. The only thing I got going for me right now, bro, is the circus of values. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah, you might as well promote that. Yes. Uh open day tomorrow after night. tomorrow. The circus no, of values. Oh, I open tomorrow. What's today? Thursday, right? Oh shit, yeah, it does open tomorrow. <laughs> you should probably know this. I, just, I don't know what day it is, man. <laughs> if you go tomorrow, just... Max stumbles in still getting his pants on. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I don't have a goddamn... Oh, man, it sucks. Everything shaving cream all over his face. <laughs> I play a clown. We all play clowns. It's a, it's a, it's show, a clown clowns. show. It's a clown show. Uh, are you finally getting to do what you've always wanted to do? Is it Thrombosis the Horror Clown? Oh, my God. Why didn't I do Thrombosis the Horror Clown? This took me 10 seconds to Oh, think. I'm How an you... idiot. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? I got assigned my character already. Assigned. Yeah, George oh, gave I me see. a character. Okay. This you can have, retroact- you can have retrofitted it to be like, okay, well, this character's great, George, but think about from both. Oh, shit. George, I know you're listening. <laughs> hey, you still got one more rehearsal night. Picture thrombosis, <laughs> the horror clown. This is my original clown character from when we and, and Sean were at Midsummer Scream. Yes. And there were a few spooky clowns going around. That's and I was right. Like, I could take that. I could do that. <laughs> so I'll be thrombosis. Well, no, the your idea clown. was. I thought the idea was that you had no. Uh, well, you were you were feigning ignorance about the idea that someone might have already married those two concepts yes, together. Yes, that was the idea. Yeah. No, horror. yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the character is that he's you know, it's you know, 
He's a clown, <laughs> but, a little but he's creepy. a little creepy. He's a little left of center. <laughs> Normally, people love clowns because they give you know birthday parties and whatnot. Yes, but no one's ever considered that they might turn sinister. Have you ever thought about the fact that in the right lighting, clown makeup can look a little dark? Well, actually, have you, have, have you been seeing this thing that was like a mild internet? You know, viral sensation. So I guess Winnie the Pooh, the character Winnie the Pooh, fell oh, out yes. of uh, fell I into the public domain. Yes. So someone immediately was like, "Winnie the Pooh, yeah, slasher movie, Winnie the Pooh, epic, yeah." And I was like, "God, that's fucking shit and cynical." But you know, whatever. I looked at the comments. Everyone was like, "Ha! I can imagine." <laughs> That funny, cuddly bear, but now he's evil. <laughs> thrombosis, thrombosis the horror clown absolutely is an executive producer on, <laughs> on Winnie the Pooh Blood oh, and Honey, by the way. Is that what it's, it's called? called? Yes. It's to called be fair, that's a fairly decent name. If you're gonna Honestly, it. the costume looks pretty decent and everything. Yeah, but I mean, like, someone, it's almost as if they were monitoring. They had like a, a, an alert for when it was going to fall into the public domain. It does domain. feel that way. Because they, they got it out pretty quickly. They've been sitting on it for a minute. Maybe that's it. They made but That's it. the other thing that I think people are talking about is like... Or that people aren't really talking about with that, I'm like, this, this isn't a real movie. Like, people are acting like this is like being distributed by Lionsgate or something. This is like some student film. Oh, is it? I thought it, I thought it was picked up by something, you know, maybe not Lionsgate, but something, you know. No, I think this movie. is like one of those, like, uh, like it's like trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's probably not big enough for nah, trauma. I trauma hit it, but okay, well, never mind. I shan't be watching it. Like, why, why bother? Let me see. I'll go. I'll see if it even has a Wikipedia page. It'll end up on Shutter in a few minutes. Upcoming horror film by, uh, by who? Reese Frake Waterfield. Um, so I'm trying to laugh just at his name, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the production company is Jagged Edge Productions, uh-huh. and it's being distributed by ITN Studios. Okay. So okay. Yeah. Not not nothing, but not high league. Fine. But also, Mickey Mouse has apparently uh, fallen into the public domain. Whoops. No. They didn't. Yeah. No way. Uh, they, yeah, didn't, they weren't able but, to fight that anymore? Listen, though. Okay. Fell into the public domain, but only the first iteration in Steamboat Willie. Smart. So if you use... Well, it's not smart. That's just the way the, it works. So a certain number of years has to pass. No, but I feel like they were... I'm sure that Disney lobbied to make that Mickey considered separate than their current Mickey. Oh, uh, well, it is. Identifiably. What do you mean? So, for instance, uh, different clothing, completely different look. Yeah. And uh, that, but, so Steamboat Willie's Mickey Mouse is mm-hmm. now in public domain. But my but man, look, my man is still one, called Mickey Mouse. I think they still trademark it differently. I don't, well, if they do, that's smart because oh, yeah. they definitely do not shy away from using Steamboat Willie in the parks and calling him Mickey Mouse. No, it's still Mickey Mouse. No, I mean, the name you know alone what I mean. doesn't matter. It's, it's the image. Right. But I'm saying, I feel like there would be a legal argument to be made that you're like, well, this is Mickey Mouse. I can now use all iterations of Mickey Mouse. But in Steamboat Willie, is he named Mickey Mouse there? Like, okay, like, here, for an example, uh, I don't know, but I know he was named Mickey Mouse in other things that, yeah, that yeah, came out around yeah. the same time. Okay. But Steamboat like, Willie was the first. Like, plain crazy and yes, all yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah. But, uh, but, but think of it this way. They just did this Winnie the Pooh shit, right? Mm-hmm. And if you look at the fucking thing, it's like Winnie the Pooh wearing this red shirt. Right. A.A. Milne didn't draw Winnie the Pooh with no goddamn red shirt. That's the Disney That's Winnie the Disney? Pooh. Is yeah. It? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, like that. Like they're clearly aping the the 
Disney I see. version of Winnie the Pooh. Okay, well, in that case, they may run into trouble with it. Or, or no, actually, presumably the A.A. Milne version had already fallen out of uh, uh, fallen out of copyright, right? So maybe it's the Disney one that's Well, no, because what's copyright now? Every 150 years? Every 100 years? I don't remember. I think it's different for music. Well, different for films. They oh well no no you might be right actually because so I don't think be Disney a. acquired was already out. I don't Disney I don't think they acquired been. Winnie the Pooh at Disney because when did Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh come out like 1972? So that would be like 50 years ago. So maybe I don't know. Huh. Either way, they've obviously seen it fit to do the Disney version. This isn't yeah. particularly interesting. No, I'm pretty interested. Well, what, how I mean, did we, we, how did we get on this, that? Uh, oh, good question. Uh, Thrombosis the Horror Clown. Oh, Thrombosis the Horror who, Clown. as we now know, executive produced this Winnie the Pooh, yeah, Blood and Honey yeah. movie. Well, the thing about Thrombosis is, you know, he's a little out there. Mm-hmm. Most people, their favorite holiday is what? It's Christmas. <laughs> Spend time with the family. Trade I gifts. I wonder what Thrombosis the Horror Clowns is. I think he might like the... Uh, Something like Labor Day. The, he, <laughs> might, he might like the thrills and chills of Halloween night. Mm. All Hallows' Eve. That's when you'll see thrombosis. But he treats it like a party. <laughs> he thinks it's fun. <laughs> you yeah, see, this is all great. He delights but, in the macabre. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you've never seen a clown doing such things. No. Maybe a, a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... So, so, so now we're really having to reverse engineer because this. Because yes, I'm not oh, oh, playing Thrombosis the Horror okay, Clown. Look, 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 listen to this. This is going to be great. This is a great okay. segue to what you want to talk about. Okay. I'll do it for you. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, <laughs> shitty horror movies distributed weirdly. <laughs> like, um, oh, did you hear that Kevin Smith's uh, distributing his Kilroy Was Here movie as an NFT? Oh, that's old. We've even talked about that already. I'm trying to get you somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. that looks like a shitty horror film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks like a bad horror film. Speaking of Kevin Smith. Oh, what do you have to say? I heard that a new trailer for Clerks 3 just dropped. You are not wrong. It has. It's, it I, dropped yesterday. I got to tell you, I, guys, I hit up Sean being like, we're going to do a live react on the pod. And he said, no, we're not. <laughs> no, no. No. He actually Im- immediately went and watched it, it seemed. Yeah. Because within minutes, I was getting comments, screenshots <laughs> from the YouTube posting. <laughs> well, no, I think, I think what I said to you was, I was like, no, it's not worth watching on the podcast. You didn't say it till after. I was like. I was uh, like, we're going to save it for the pod, and you just responded with a bunch of screenshots. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking save it for the pod. <laughs> well, you can no, wait. It's good, it's a fucking it's good Sean's thing. been waiting years for this. No, no it's, a, it's a good thing we didn't, because if we had, that would have been a whole segment we'd have to awkwardly cut out, because yeah. it's very, like I said, it's uh, like I texted to you, it's like you can't, like mild eye rolling doesn't translate to audio. That's all that we could really say about it. Dude. I mean, there are things to say about it, but not like, oh, right, pause it. No, oh, go back a few frames. There's Sarah Michelle Geller. You know, yeah, like, it, it's it's fucking. Watch it for yourself. But it looks fucking miserable. It's it's so shameless too because it's like it is exactly what you said. He just made for those of you who don't follow Kevin Smith as closely <laughs> as Sean and I. Why uh, not? What's that? Yeah. Why first not? of all, why not? Yeah, Second of all, he just made uh, this movie called Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, mm-hmm. which is about them rebooting it's like a kind of a meta thing where well, they're the rebooting first, so the, the franchise first jay and silent bob strike back in 2001 i believe yeah was a meta was already a meta film kind of it was it, no it was totally like they were characters yeah in but, a, and they were getting an adaptation made of a comic book which right. detailed their in-universe life yes. so now there's like an, an almost extra 
extracurricular, uh, mm-hmm. not extracurricular, extra. There's an extra layer of fiction to it, but mm-hmm. basically, it's comment. Like there are countless fourth wall breaks and like talking to the camera yeah. directly and all of that kind of stuff. And then Jane and Silent Bob reboot, which came out when? What, like 2019, 2020? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Either way, that was them. That was even more meta because now they're having a reboot of the original film that was made based on them in universe, and it's being directed by Kevin Smith. Yeah, which is tiresome. Like, meta meta ness in general is. I I almost shirk away any time it's kind of mentioned now. Yeah, it's too done. But so they they did that. They had this completely fan pandering entire movie where. It may as well have just been like a highlight reel of like Kevin Smith high fiving like eager, <laughs> less discriminating fans of his about yes. things they recognize from the past. His Make a Wish kids. Yeah, his yeah. Kid. It was. Just, I mean, there was no discernible. You know, I mean, I get he tried to sort of put in a plot about his daughter in it, but fucking whatever. His so here's the word. So now Clerks three, which he has been writing or pitching or saying is in development for at least. At least five years, probably more. Yeah. Um, and he said he's had scripts written. He, he used to do this on Twitter all the time. It really annoyed me. He would send a, a photo of the front page of a screenplay, like a final draft yeah. document. Oh, yeah. And it's like, huh, it's done. And it's like, close three by Kevin Smith. And it's like, you can just do that like, in five seconds. Well, the best is he would always, he'd always <laughs> screenshot. He'd screenshot his laptop desktop with that on there. Yeah, yeah. And then having the background, like pictures of inspo like on like a vision board so i remember with tusk he had pictures of walruses yeah, pulled which up is in the background. not how as kevin if, smith writes as if by the way when it's back there he's like what does a walrus look like again <laughs> yeah, he keeps checking <laughs> <laughs> well in this one I, I don't know what his inspo would have been but so anyway he's had various different versions i mean we know it must be different versions because in this trailer now i, th- I think sorry i think part of the problem was that he couldn't get jeff anderson to agree to it yes jeff anderson was in the original clerks the like early 90s indie mm-hmm. movie and it's turned up in a couple of other things of his but generally doesn't seem to want to be involved anymore um, no. doesn't really want to be an actor i don't think he doesn't want to be an actor in general and then i also heard there was some financial uh malfeasance that that rubbed him the wrong way uh, wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me it was something like he didn't get paid as much as he thought he should for clerks and then clerks too like they brought him back being like we won't screw you over this time and then they screwed him right. over again yeah but then he turned up in zach and mary too yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know exactly what what the story was there, but either way, he was he was the one being blamed for holding it up. Yeah. Uh, but then evidently, so we know now that this Clerks three that we're seeing is not the same Clerks three that he claims that he had written and ready to go a while ago. First of all, because it incorporates, and this is something that's really annoying about Kevin Smith's work right now, is that it always has to incorporate. It's basically like a cinematic equivalent of a blog. For him. Yeah. Like, so now. Uh, Jeff Hansen's character, Randall, has had a heart attack. Oh, uh, yeah. Kind of like Kevin Smith did. And as a response to this heart attack, his perspective on the world has changed, and he decides to make a movie about his life as a clerk. Essentially, they're making clerks, right? Mm-hmm. That's the idea. So it's meta in that sense. And even in the trailer has a meta joke, you know, where someone uh, proposes the idea of a sequel, and he goes, A sequel? 
What? What do you think I am? Some kind of hack? And then Silent as Bob, as if Kevin that joke Smith. wasn't already obvious enough. And it's already been done by Kevin Smith twenty years ago in yeah. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. You know, so I can get okay. It's a recurring joke that you'll, but also it's fucking boring. And to yeah. have Kevin Smith's character Silent Bob respond to that by looking at the camera and kind of like giving a wink and yeah. a fucking thumbs up or whatever. I mean, at this Ugh, point, I think we can all agree stop. that he should have. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have survived the heart attack. No, I'm joking. <laughs> No, I mean the guy is uh, the the guy has whatever he may or may not have ever had, which I'm not convinced he necessarily had anything ever. When no, you go back did. and rewatch some of that stuff, uh, yeah, no, some of it is aged poorly. But for someone pretty young, you got to remember he was in his 20s most of the 90s. So yeah. all of that stuff he did in the 90s, more or less, was done while he was still in his 20s. Some of that's pretty well written, and it's you know it, it was unique enough to create his own sort of brand of filmmaking. You know, it was like a type of film uh, yeah. that I don't think anyone else managed to copy that well. So there was some sort of authorship to it. And it was something that I think people really wanted, too, where it's not all about being a technical marvel or anything like that. It's just about, you know, kind of goofy, uh, kind of puerile humor with the occasional bit of profundity, whatever, you know. Uh, I, I think that's all fine. I think that is perfectly acceptable. This is all before he became a pothead, by the way. Oh, yeah. I think that is pretty clearly the defining moment where where he started sucking. So I had one more thing I was going to say about the, the heart attack conceit in this. So mm. he's, had, he's gone, all right, I've had a heart attack. That's been a big part of my life now. I've become a vegan. I've done pendulettes, uh, yeah. fucking diet, to lose some weight. Um, but so I'm going to put it in my movie. So I saw it in the trailer. I was like, "Oh, fucking here we go again." Kevin Smith putting his own characteristics, you know, just directly into his characters with no barrier, no, no. whatever. Uh, then I remembered when I was thinking about that, I was like, "No, he, he fucking already did that in Jane Silent Bob reboot. Silent Bob had had a heart attack, so he became a vegan, like Kevin Smith. Oh, yes. Silent Bob is played by Kevin Smith. Yes. So I'm like, you, you're fucking doing this twice." Yeah. You know, you're doing the same thing. To, you're having two different characters in your own universe, one of whom played by you. Fine, that makes sense. That's acceptable. Whatever. And is silent, thankfully. Um, but now you're doing it with another character who I think Jeff Anderson kind of made his own. I don't think that's all Kevin Smith. I think the actor yeah. brought a lot to that role. And I think that's a character that people have liked since Kevin Smith's first movie for, you know, 30 years. Uh and now you're just giving him, all right, here's a bit of my life. It just doesn't make sense. If anything, well, I'm not sure who is more like him, more like Kevin Smith. I would assume I would assume it would be Randall because he's the one who works in the video store, whereas Dante works in the uh, convenience store. Uh, it was actually, so I happen, I happen to know. I'm ashamed to admit. I can't uh, remember. He has he, mentioned this. He's... But. So he based the characters on he's Dante. That's why I figured. And his friend Brian Johnson was Randall oh. because he worked at the convenience store and Brian worked at the video store. Okay. Next door. Right. okay. Uh, although when he originally was making the movie, he was going, he, Kevin Smith, was going to play the role of Randall. Is that right? Yes. Okay. But then it didn't happen. Okay. All right. So maybe on some kind of, if you really know the history, maybe it makes sense. I don't know. But it doesn't make any goddamn it does, sense. It's not a good idea. It's also think. crazy because I'm like, you know, Kevin's movies just have like this kind of certain look to them now. This yeah, very low it really effort. looks bad. Yeah. It looks really bad. It really looks bad. And 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 then you look at it and you're like, holy shit! Like you know, Clerks One has a look to it, but it doesn't look bad. I mean, the no, black and white covers up a lot. It's on film. It's, it's on film. It's, and it's, then Clerks Two is not a bad looking movie at all. 
Eh, it's it not a great, bad look. It, it, it looks it like looks... his most like professional movie. No, Red State looks better than that. Oh, that might be true. Like actually, that. yeah. No, uh, it, yeah. I mean, he always, you know, even with like Dogma and stuff, you know, they they would look kind of. He was never a visual, Dogma particularly looks visual director. Janky. Yeah, but in, actually, a, in a sort of nineties. You know, I actually way. just rewatched Dogma. Oh yeah. Oof. It doesn't hold up. Huh? It's certain. You know what? There are a few scenes in that movie which are quite good. I think there are plenty. Yeah, there are a if few remember, scenes a in few. that movie which <laughs> okay. are quite good. There are about, I'd say, about three scenes in that movie which are quite good. Mm. Watch it and find it's out. A fun it's fun idea. The entire. Fi- it's a great script, I guess. Except, I don't know. It's a little obnoxious. This but... is what I mean when I say that. Like, I think maybe he was just always like this because it's also one of those things where it's like. Everyone in there just has all the same interests as Kevin Smith does, and like, sure, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, we, no, uh, it's nowhere near as bad as it's gone, though. But let's let's enough about our opinions on fucking Kevin Smith. Um, Are you going to read out the comments? I said, yeah, we got right, it. So right. I did the I did the legwork here, but well, I mean, you're going to have to contextualize them a little bit because I sent a few that were very similar, just because I thought it was so funny. So I figured the. You know, kind of like with the Cannibal Corpse thing. It's like, this was posted on Kevin Smith's own channel. I imagine there would be plenty of people in there being like, uh, looks terrible. Stop smoking weed. You know, like, mm-hmm. get back to... Because there are a contingent. Please like get us. your life together. <laughs> well, there's a contingent of his fans, a bit like us, I would say, who really, at one point in our life, really liked him. Or thought, you know, this is a guy worth following. I remember the first evening with Kevin Smith, um, that, that kind of... Q&A type show that he did, I was like, this guy's really, you know, that, that I'm surprisingly uh, well-spoken, and uh, it was it was kind of nice to see someone on the, I guess, fringes of Hollywood, the Hollywood system, talking quite honestly about it. Like, you know, the story about Tim Burton and Superman yeah. is really, really good. That's a great anecdote, and so is the Prince stuff, mm-hmm. too. And a few other things. He was just funny, and I was like, oh, okay, I like this guy. Yeah. <clears throat> We're disappointed now because he is—he has made a decision at some point to just churn out very literally lowest common denominator shite to his to his worst fans. But even uh, to off the, to camera, the, he's yeah. no longer got the same. He's become no. a total cartoon off camera. Yeah. Like whenever he gets interviewed now, because that's the thing is like when he would go on there and talk about like Tim Burton or whatever. If you watch it, it's like a totally different person where he's it like really is. he's subtle, mm-hmm. he's low key, he's like he's, it's, he's it's almost re- as if he's really mentally aged in reverse. Like yeah. that seems like a pretty sophisticated guy. Whereas like the goofy stoner dude who just yeah. loves everything that Marvel does and Star Wars. Yeah, that's and he's a young constantly guy, you know? weeping over yeah, God like knows what over fucking trailers. He got yeah. upset because he did this. Uh, um, I guess he's done a He-Man animated series on Netflix. Yeah, I guess And so, everyone yeah. hated it, and he's been crying about that and complaining. He can't take criticism at all. Yeah. Which is really strange, considering how he's, you know, he he's, he seems, anyway, to be somewhat self-deprecating. Like, oh, well, I, he used to also to openly shit on everyone else's movies. <laughs> like, Yeah, but now he can't do either. He had no problem doing that. No, he, I think he wants to get work with, like, you know... Marvel or well, it's working for him. Did, yeah, he's getting I mean, he some. He gets to go the and direct Flash, those. You know, he gets to fucking... pick up a bunch of fucking money for ghost directing those like Supergirl episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure Supergirl just gives him those because they know it'll drive a little extra push to, from like Kevin Smith fans who might not already watch yeah. Supergirl. But also, it seems to be mostly a kind of vocational role. Like, no, yeah, exactly. You it's sort of all that shit you say you're on, st- yeah. you're on set saying this looks great, blah blah blah. Yeah, you're on been set being like, yeah, like, go go, like right. you, you guys are killing it. Right, right. So anyway, but then. And when you get to the comments, indeed, it is not that. It's uh, 
It's our buddy Ronald DeBerto. Oh, this guy's great. Uh, it, there's a bit more to him. I had to look at his, uh, his channel. Ronald DeBerto says about this. He, uh, by the way, should we mention now what Ronald DeBerto is? Uh, yeah. First of all, his his username is in all caps, which I always find funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that little bit bigger than everyone else's name. Yeah. Um, he's a mall center. Yes, he is. He is a mall center, which, you know, that's fine, but... Anyway, all right. What's his comment? Uh, he says... Oh, yeah. This is comment I remember. <laughs> so it's a movie on them making a movie that was the first movie? There's no way in hell that someone was not stoned when they came up with this one. Three cry laughing emojis. <laughs> capital L, capital O, capital L, capital Fuck O. Yeah, man. Now, I'm going to be really semantic about that comment. Uh, he says, there is no way that someone wasn't stoned while they were coming up with this movie. It's just someone anywhere. <laughs> chances are he's right. Yeah, like, yeah, chances are someone somewhere was stoned when they came up with this movie. Uh, no, but I know it's, it's such a banal. Oh, but also, like, does so, he not? Has has he not? Seen, how did he come across this trailer? Because if he's seen any he Kevin, even know what it is. If he's seen any Kevin Smith movie before, first of all, he already knows that they've done the meta conceit of making a movie about a movie. Blah blah blah. Um, but second to that, he's like, wait, someone was stone making this. Surely, it's like <laughs> Kevin Smith, who never seems to talk about anything other than weird. At yeah. the moment. Guys, I hate to say it, but I think that the guy who made this might be a grass he head. <laughs> <laughs> Indulging in a bit of the wacky backy. <laughs> Just a theory. So then you got, then you got uh, the other thing. So there's that, those guys that are like, oh, stoner stuff. And then you've got the meta, a, the meta people. Very, uh, a very outraged contingent. Oh, uh, I can't remember what I said. Please, please, please don't let this be woke trash. Oh, yeah. Like these people. Silent Pop reboot was. The Beavis Lezoids. The whole. <laughs> <laughs> the whole. Re- yeah, Brandon did write this comment. <laughs> the whole reason most of us love Kevin Smith films is because of the heavy, politically incorrect nature of the writing. Yeah, hang on. Let's have a look at that. <laughs> now, Kevin Smith, I do not think has ever made a film with anything political to say close the closest you could get maybe is dogma about religion yeah and maybe chasing amy a, a kind of about sexual politics but it's certainly not a woke movie no <laughs> it basically says that lesbians just need a good shag that's not what it says it does not dude. What, everyone needs to rewatch that movie His yeah best no, I, movie. I have seen it jason lee is she, the idiot character who says that yes and you'll go that's ridiculous don't yeah. be an asshole but then ben affleck shanks the lesbian out of this woman <laughs> And it works. Oh <laughs> He's vindicated. It but doesn't then, work. It does, First of all, right? she goes back to girls at the end of the movie, you'll notice. But then they end up together. No, they don't. Oh, I'm thinking of Jane and Silent Bob's Stripe uh, reboot. Which they're still not together. They're oh, co-parents. They're, they're co-parents. Oh. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah. But there is certainly <laughs> a long stretch of Chasing Amy where he manages to sh- successfully um, shag the lesbian out of her. It's a great movie. It's his only good movie, and that's not what happens in it. That's a gross misrepresentation. Uh, no, well, no. Sorry, Max has gone back to his phone. He's not listening anymore. Sorry, no, no, no. I apologize. I'm getting texts because we're doing the test run tonight. So <laughs> The test run for the show that you forgot was tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the one. It's going to be a winner, lads. Guys, nah, sure it's it going to be good. Listen, come out and support Big J. George. Big Jordan. I will, I will, uh, I will actually... 
I will go out I will on a refund. Limb. Oh, Max is saying it now. He's saying if you don't enjoy it, he will personally, <laughs> will personally refund your ticket. Out of my pocket, my deep, deep pockets. <laughs> He's coming to some cash. Yeah. <laughs> I decided what better way to spend it than by undercutting my friend's show. Yeah. He's coming to a, come a sum total of $2,000. No, what I was going to say is I'm considering made. running by the idea of just. La- uh, calling an audible at the last moment and just being like, George, we're doing Thrombosis the Horror Clown now. You've got one more rehearsal tonight. Which, by the way, my character is uh, is not just quite fully formed. It's also like kind of integral to how the show evolves. Excellent. He's like a mover in the show. He moves his toe along. So just completely... I think I'm going to do that to him and see how long I can keep it going before he just just tells me absolutely fucking not. I can imagine George going along with thrombosis. I think if you pitched it earlier, well, no, like I you think fucking that's what, well no, that's what I'm saying. No, he would totally go along yeah. with thrombosis. I'm saying if I say it night, like two hours before we're about to test run the show, be like, I'm going to do everything <laughs> completely different. You mean kind of like Johnny Depp with the Hollywood vampires, where like on stage he's suddenly like, <laughs> of course we're all uh, old vampires. <laughs> I've been evil for <laughs> centuries. I've been a villain for centuries, and they're like, no, cut his mic. <laughs> Cut his fucking mic. Oh, dear. <laughs> you see Joe Perry kind of like... Alice Cooper wakes up from his... Scooting the mic stand. <laughs> Joe Perry scooting the mic stand away on a string. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting gradually inches further away from Johnny Depp's mouth. And I, now I'd like to settle some more scores with Amber Heard. I was about to say, yeah. It's strange none of them came to testify in this defense. <laughs> well, they performed at the courthouse. It would have been great. But did, I, did I mention this on the podcast that one of the funniest things to come out of that trial... Not, not especially funny trial but one of the funniest things from amber heard was that there was some text or something or some email where it was revealed that she'd been complaining that she had to get out of the house because it was full of just johnny and old men playing guitar <laughs> that's a good burn <laughs> <laughs> apparently that's what it always was not indicative of abuse mind you although i i completely sympathize i would i would also want to leave the house if it was johnny dude, I'm, Joe you, I'm, fucking, I'm team amber <laughs> i <laughs> I would lose my shit if I had to live with Johnny Depp going yeah. around being fucking Grindelwald or whatever he <laughs> the fuck he plays. Yeah. Does he even play Grindelwald or does he play? Well, no, he got fired. For does it. he play Voldemort? No, no, it was Grindelwald, but he got fired. So who's Grindelwald? Johnny Depp. Well, okay. Oh, it's the Voldemort of old. It's the Voldemort. Oh, of okay, so he is Voldemort, basically. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm look, sure there's some. I don't canon. think much effort has been put into those films. <laughs> I'm sure all. there's some canon thing where Grindelwald actually is Voldemort. Like he put himself into Possibly. Voldemort. No, a, if I remember correctly, Voldemort was a student at Hogwarts in like the fucking sixties or named something. Named Tom Riddle. Named Tom Riddle. Dude, that is one of the most funny. I thought even I read the second book. That's when this is all revealed. Mm-hmm. I read that when I was about nine or ten, and even then I thought. Oh, that's a stretch. Because there's a bit where his name is Tom Marvolo Riddle. Yes. And then he goes, he rearranges I it. I am Lord Voldemort. It's like, oh, yeah. wait, hold on then. So <laughs> when you were born, you weren't evil when you were born. Yeah. Your parents gave you the name Tom, middle name Marvolo, and presumably their last name was Riddle. Mm-hmm. Did he just, when he decided to become evil, did he figure out? Like, oh, wait, let's see what anagrams I can make. <laughs> Ooh, this is sick. <laughs> okay, well, Mort is good. I've got Voldemort. Like, fuck, I've got a chosen name. I've got to put the I am at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like a little clue. <laughs> this will be so fun when someone finds it. <laughs> but it's also like he goes around, like once he becomes evil, he just goes around saying, yes, I'm Voldemort. Yeah. I'm Voldemort. That's my name. That's my evil name. So I'm why Voldemort, do you, you know? why do you need your birth name to be a riddle saying, I am Lord Voldemort? <laughs> it's just terrible writing that, I think. But, I mean... I would say it was good for kids, but like I said, I was eight or nine reading that, being like, that's stupid. <laughs> that is stupid. Because he like, writes it in the air to show him, too, I think. He's like, you didn't know who I was? Look, Tom Riddle, <laughs> I am Lord Voldemort. Uh, Rearrange yeah, the letters. Yeah, dude. Like, and yeah, he writes his name in the air with his wand. Mm-hmm. And then like, sort of starts moving them around. <laughs> so it's like, I'm Lord Voldemort. And Harry's like, what? No. Really? <laughs> Fucking no. <laughs> I am Lord Voldetron? No, hold on. <laughs> yeah, Next no, Or <laughs> <laughs> he just realized maybe that the riddle didn't work at the last minute. <laughs> when he actually wrote it out, he's like, Shit. oh, wait, it's fucking I'm Voldemort. This is, this is I am Lore Voldemort. <laughs> Voldemort. It's like, wait, I need an extra. An extra Hold on. I need an extra D. <laughs> oh, fuck. Jesus. I was saying to riddle with three wait, Ds. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. My real name is Tom. Sorry, I wrote it wrong. Uh, riddle with three Ds, right? <laughs> it takes like 10 minutes. Yeah. It's like, ooh. <laughs> and at the end of it, he's like, finally got it. Like, yes, yeah, so right. Cross out that. Carry that over. Uh, turn the, the. Okay, yeah. Turn the M upside down, maybe. Okay. Got it. Now how you end upside down. <laughs> yeah. was, you didn't think to do that, did you, Mr. Yeah. Potter? No. <laughs> I see I've outsmarted you Only once true again. evildoers would know. <laughs> Harry's just like, fucking, what? No. <laughs> yeah, he, really? never, he never Jesus. is less entranced. He's, oh. Hasn't just gone and saved the dang girl that's there. The, the, <laughs> what? I think like Ginny's been kidnapped there and she's dying or whatever. And oh, he's having yeah, to sit around waiting for Voldemort to I think Ginny does die, yeah. No, she doesn't die, but she's like, on the brink of it or whatever. I think and she dies. No, no, she doesn't. I think they she gets married. cancer in book four. <laughs> it's like a weird ah. subplot. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I've gone and taken it too far. Well, no, we're still making a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're still doing our we're bit about something that's actually in the movie. <laughs> yeah, where he's meant to be saved the girl but Tom Riddle's still trying to figure out his anagram and Harry's just waiting patiently (laughs) I'll sit down until you figure it out Um. (laughs) just sit here Voldemort starts getting a little frustrated because Harry's taking too long he's like what if you uh, have you considered he's trying to give hints oh oh, Harry's giving him hints no Voldemort's giving Harry hints on how to rearrange the anagram yeah Harry Potter in the Chamber of Dyslexia. Yeah. So. <laughs> like, okay, well, let me ask you this, Harry. Is is Lorod a word? <laughs> Maybe try <laughs> Maybe try mixing it up a little. You'll get it. Don't worry. <laughs> Can you look it up? No, sorry. In the magic world, we don't have phones or anything. We, don't, yeah. we, we can't look up stuff in the dictionary. We have to actually get a magic dictionary that you have to open and give a spell to for it to reveal a word. Because apparently we're so much more advanced than the stupid muggles. What what is oh, this sorry, coming okay, from? No, that's just a general is problem. Is that a with, thing that they, they do? They, they in general, <laughs> the the idea of magic, the the wizarding world of Harry Potter is just really really impractical solutions to things that we have figured out how to do with technology. Yeah, that's yeah. What is it with common, that? Are they like Amish or something? Why don't they? It's like a bit using, weird. It's yeah. just they think fire is more fun. It's not just fire, but it's like... Because uh, like, they don't have electricity there, right? Everything is like lanterns. It seems and- to be lanterns, but they're powered by magic. But like, in order yeah. to do some things that you would think would be remarkably easy with you know, even the most rudimentary of 
technology uh, doesn't seem to work against them, including combat. By the way, wait, 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 wait. hold on, <laughs> hold on, wait a second. What? I was just about to say, you know, it, it actually does make some sense because if you think about it, magic is uh, it's an it's a perpetually renewable resource. So they don't have to use electricity. Sure. They don't worry about coal and mining. But they also—I wouldn't imagine—they also care that much about the environment. Certainly, it never no. Comes I'm up. saying they just don't have to worry about it. Like they don't have to have wizard miners because they—they well, yeah. they don't have to burn coal. But then think of it this. But then I realized, well, wait—they definitely have plumbing. They have plumbing. They also have currency. So there's a bit in the in the second movie. I think we're in the Weasleys' house. Uh, they've got magic brushes uh, doing the dishes. Fun. No dishwasher. Is much more efficient. I mean, is it? Yes. You say it is, and yet... Well, it's more sanitary, for one. Well, that's true. You can't teach uh, magic... I'm, I'm assuming it's, what, some kind of enchanted spirit brush or I whatever. I think they just like it. You can't teach them about germs theory. I think it's like a little flex to them. Uh, I think they're like, but oh, then, if any muggles look through this window, they're going to have a... They're going to shit a brick. Yeah, but then there's... A, I, I think Ron Weasley's dad is like a... He works at the Ministry of Muggle Relations or something at the Ministry of Magic. He's in the Department of Muggle Relations. So he's really fascinated talking to Harry. He goes, oh, well, you'll know all about the muggle world. So what's the what's the function of a rubber duck or something like that? Mm-hmm. And Max is like, hmm, that's good. Rubber duck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's whimsical. I yeah, like that's that whimsical. But you think, what is all right, this is a grown man duck? working in the Department of Muggle Relations. Yeah. And somehow, these are normal. They look like normal people. They can go and just talk to normal people. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, you might think I was a wizard if I asked you something as silly as what's the function of a rubber duck. Well, no, you could just go. I, I, I'm just saying, it's a grown man whose entire <laughs> career is Muggle Relations, and mm-hmm. he is stumped. By the idea of a rubber duck. They're not on, you know, why is a rubber duck, why would a rubber duck not also exist in the, in the wizarding world? They don't like it's that. A toy. Like, it's That's a toy. That's not fun to them. It's a bath toy. They it's would get a real like, duck. But they don't live in such a different world. That's the other thing that's confusing. They live geographically just in England. Yeah. They don't live in like a, a separate world that's hidden behind some kind of, you know, veil. They live right. in England and they yet they are look. completely stumped by the idea yeah. that you know, the, the muggles do things with technology. They just don't understand it. Well, it is weird because it seems to be a little different because, like, in some points in Harry Potter, they do kind of live behind a veil, it seems, because, like, they go through platforms and they, they're riding around on double-decker That's buses the, that no one f- can see. Yes. And things like that. But then if you, if you go to... I think to, you can enchant things to hide them from right. the muggles. But if you go to, like, for example, uh, you know, uh, the Fantastic Beasts movies... Yeah. They're seemingly just coexisting. Like, they all just live in New York yeah. in, like, an apartment. Yeah. 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 It, no, and they're it, cooking. It, for, that was the other weird one. I remember there's a scene that where they're cooking food. Um, and I'm like, that seems like the thing no one would do. If you're getting, if you're getting well, spells no, to and, wash your yeah, dishes. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like uh, spell, magic and spells and what, they can, what they're capable of seems to vary depending on whether it suits the plot or not. Right. So, for instance, in the thir- a big plot element of the third movie uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, sorry, third book as well as the movie, is that Hermione has a time travel device. Yes. A little thing that means yeah. she can go back in time and alter uh, yeah. the future. And I, that, that is used very often. I think they explain often. that away though. They say it's been locked away because it's dangerous. Well, uh, but then don't they also explain? But that they give it, it to a, They give it to a fucking like twelve-year-old girl. Well, she's to really use so that, smart, so Sean. that she can do more classes. Yeah, that's the entire idea. That's the whole thing. <laughs> they give her something that could potentially alter the fabric of space. <laughs> itself, yeah, yeah. Because, so she could do more classes. Got to get some credits. 
But I mean, see, isn't there something, if I recall correctly, isn't there some explanation given to where, like, it can only go back 45 minutes or something at a maximum? No, it can go back uh, seemingly at least a matter of hours. But even still, even if it was only 45 minutes, there are very many occasions where that would have been mighty useful uh, later on <laughs> in the series. I.e., when Hermione, people, where is that thing? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, someone Sorry, really important. Dumbledore only. has died. Neville, uh, Neville Longbottom's <laughs> dead. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that time turner? Oh, sorry. No, no. Class is only really. Yeah. It's, it's only really usable for class. That's if the you needed to so, go back and take a maths exam. But that's the problem with J.K. was well, one of the many problems with J.K. Rowling on Twitter. But uh, was that she used to. Say, it's the least. <laughs> no, but she used to go back all the time and like retroact. Clearly, retroactively, like make up bullshit excuses for I don't all know, the She did that the whole time, dude. Yeah, I don't know if she was doing it while they were coming out, but um, yeah, I there don't know if she's a big drinker. But she did feel like uh, like the like the relative who gets a little drunk, yeah, every few nights, and they kind of want to like go out and own the room. And they're like, right. "I'll fuck." Like they know a good parlor trick, but Maybe. they only do it with it. it's like Granddad playing the piano. Yeah, and so she'd be like, "I'm fucking. I've had a few glasses of Merlot. I'm gonna hop on Twitter and be like, you guys want to hear another fact about the Potterverse that I've definitely known the <laughs> yeah, whole time? Yeah. And, well, everyone, like, and everyone like, would like be Hermione like, being black yeah, and, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was always Hermione, tied to Hermione something going Granger. On. Yeah. Hermione Granger was was actually black all along. Yeah, that was never, the never weirdest one. That. that was yeah. the weirdest one by far because <laughs> she said it for such a stupid reason, in such a way oh, that they, I felt because they cast someone in the play. Yeah, I felt that it actually undercut it did, the yeah. overall p- point of like why diversity is fine. Exactly, is because she was like she was literally like uh, yeah they cast a black woman as Hermione in the Cursed Child play or something like that, right? And she her defense was. So people were getting uh, up in arms about that. Obviously, that's nuts. You should know who should care. Um, yeah. Now, and I mean, then, you know, if you've grown up, especially if you're a, a girl, young posh British girl growing up with with Hermione Granger as like a, a kind of role model or whatever from the movies, from the books, whatever, and then you're like, uh, this doesn't reflect my opinion of myself. <laughs> like, this isn't what I look like. And like, yeah, I mean, I understand. Like, I understand why people would would have a problem with it, but. I, mean, I, I would just yeah, say this. It's not like my if, if 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 someone came to me with that. What I would say is, this is a play. There's going to be an actor playing this character from a book. It has previously been Emma Watson. This time it is a different girl. That girl is black. This happens. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. a fucking play. No, for like, sure. Like this sure. happens. People play. You know, you know, fucking, uh, you know, uh, Alexander Hamilton wasn't fucking Puerto Rican, right? Like you know that, right? <laughs> like yeah, no, it's, no. it's I, okay. I think it's, it's take I, a few I, breaths. I think that also doesn't understand the 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 problem that people have with it. I don't think it's specifically like a racist problem or even a practical problem. Like, well, they couldn't find a fucking, but um, regardless, uh, yeah, what she instead decided to opt for as her defense was. You don't know that Hermione was white, and I'm like, yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, we do. Her name was Hermione Granger. She she was <laughs> incredibly like uh, uh, she was described in every way as like a suburban posh. There's also they like, never there specified was, they she was white. They described her having like pale skin at some point. So Did they? Like, yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah, well, she certainly she had light brown mousy hair, which yeah is possible with a black person. But usually, if you're writing a fictional character, usually you're not going to give them mm. unusual characteristics. There were right? also drawings on the covers of the books that. I'm sure depicted yes. Hermione yes, at some yes, point. Yes, they were. They were. Prison yeah. Basketball has her on the cover. Yeah. So, so it's like, J.K. On, Rowling bro. never never bought. And so that. like J.K. Rowling had fucking approval over those covers. I'm sure. Yes. She definitely had approval over who got cast in the movie. 
Right. So, so if she had intended her in any way, so just to be, be like, yeah, this time it's a black actress. Okay. Yeah, that would have been a better, yeah, a better way of dealing. <laughs> That's with That's just it, how but, we're doing it. No, but she was trying to get you know kind of brownie points or whatever. But it know. just made no. It was like it like it just gave the wrong thing which is like no 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 it's okay as long as the source character was black and it's like no it really just doesn't matter because it's a play sure. yeah, <laughs> so sure. like i but still i understand it, it's the same with like uh, you know when they were talking about idris elba being james bond or like oh there's gonna be a black bond or whatever and obviously a lot of the people that were like vocally outraged by it were probably well, just pretty racist the notoriously wokey and fleming came out and was like <laughs> uh, actually you don't know that Ian fleming has been dead since like the 60s but <laughs> Um, like, well, you'll brook no whimsy when nah. it comes to Ian Fleming. No, 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 because there's a point there. Because I also still, even though it's like, no, I mean, fuck it, it's, a, it's a, almost a public character at this point, and why shouldn't it be represented mm-hmm. by, you know, yeah. uh, anyone from... But I, I still kind of, I, I, I kind of understand where they're coming from. It's like, nah, that's not... Especially with a character like James Bond, who's like a kind of imperialist, you know... <laughs> yeah, I don't think you want like a, very, a black James Bond. It just doesn't really, you know... It, it just, to me, that character from both the books and the movies... I mean, I've had problems with... I didn't like Daniel Craig being cast, for instance, because I just thought he didn't look right. Mm. He just didn't look right. Mm. That's the thing that you can say, you know... And I think I kind of get it, but... I buy things. Some on one side, people are too quick to be like, "Oh no, the, I don't know. This is a, a proud white person." And then on the other side, <laughs> on the other side, you have people who are just like racist. Everyone's racist if it's not. It's like no, I think there's a bit in between. It's like, I, yeah, I get it. I like, I will say this. About- there are plenty of times where have, uh, tell me this: Has there been you know an adaptation of something that you've it liked, and then you've seen who's been cast, and you're like, oh no. Just doesn't feel right. Even if before you've even seen the match, where you're just kind of like, that's the wrong casting. You know what I mean? Uh, I didn't like when they made the girl in Hunger Games black. What girl? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> that was enough. That was just another one of those uh, controversies. Like, ta- I thought it'd be funny if I spent all this time defending Black Hermione, and then I was like, "But that one." <laughs> tying, it, tying it back, uh, Daniel Radcliffe being cast in the uh, 2012 version of The Woman in Black. As soon as I heard that was happening, I was like, "No." He doesn't fucking look. He looks like a little kid. Like mm. he just doesn't have the right look for it. He mm. still, for whatever reason, like Daniel Radcliffe, I think has tried really hard. I think he's made some good choices and some which are just like he's clearly having fun. Good for him. He could have he could have easily settled into a life of really boring uh, roles, really boring movies. Max has put his sunglasses on upside down. Just not interested in anything I'm else. What are you he talking about? He put his sunglasses on upside down and looked at me and made a face. <laughs> Not true. The looking at you made a face is absolutely not true. You put true. them on upside down. Yeah. You took your hand down and you went hmm, yeah. like that. I, I put my index finger on the uh, arms of them and I made <laughs> them go up and, up and down on my head. No, you didn't do that, but you did You did a face. I was. I did not do a face. Well, why did you put your sunglasses on upside down? I don't know. I just why have you done I that? I was just kind of fiddling. Uh, maybe. Go on. Anyway, what no, other uh, casting choices I'm just have you not that, liked? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that was a, that was an example where something about you know either it's the way they look, you just felt no, they don't have the right look for it. Especially when it comes to adaptations from books, because when when I read a book, anyway, I, I actually struggle to to build an image of um, uh, periphery characters, but a main character I can start to build an image from, and it's really frustrating when you see that's being ad- ad- adapted and the person they've cast whoever it is just isn't what you thought it was from the right. from the uh, you either think they haven't read the book closely enough like that's just not the kind of person that i think this would be 
Has that never happened to you, honestly? I'm trying to think. I mean, I I don't think so. It's even simple things like, uh, I mean, for me, it's as simple as, you know, just like length of hair or something like that. I'm just like, no, 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 this is wrong. Well, I go, well you know what? I got one that's interesting. What about uh, Mia, uh, I, I can never pronounce her surname. Mia uh, Vosikovska is Alice. Alice, right? What did you think? It's fine by me. There's been, a, fine? there's been a million Alices. Alice no, for sure, but when you when you read that... the book, let me guess, when you read the book, you probably picture the Disney version, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, no. When I read the book, I picture the drawings because they're right there on the page. Oh, it was illustrated. Oh, yeah. By oh. John Tenniel. I have only read it on Kindle, so I can tell you. Ah, yeah. No, it's illustrated. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, the one on the one on the drawings does not look dissimilar to the Disney one. Right. She has a pan- little panaphore. But I think... Uh, like, Actually, may- does she have a panaphore? Let's find out. It's like a little kind of bob. No, the panaphore is the dress. Oh, the little that little like apron thing on, on oh, her dress. Oh, in Disney she does, right? She does, for one hundred percent she okay. does in Disney. But I feel like she might have. She definitely has a dress on, and she doesn't have blonde hair, but she's got the same style of hair, that kind of poofy uh, bangs sort of thing. I'll look up John Neil Alice. It's hard to picture right now in my head here. Yeah, yeah, she does. She has a little panaphore. Okay, yeah. See, I mean, look, it's pretty similar. It's just more realistic. Yeah, looking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I I think Mia Wasikowska, Wasikowska. I think it's Vasakovska. Vasakovska. Okay, I think she's a fine actress, and uh, you know, she did it as well as she could with the material she was given there. But which which one was she in? Was she in the Tim Burton one? Yeah, both of them. She's oh, too tall. Boy. I feel she's too bro, tall. I'm gonna tell you right now. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I watched that movie. I think I watched both of them, actually. Yeah, yeah, many people did. I think that. Uh, Mia Vasikovska was the last thing on my mind in terms of my, well, no, it was my really, critiques look, of that film. No, 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 no. But we're talking specifically about casting. When, yeah. I saw it, like, when I was watching that, now I'm not sure. especially tied to Alice in Wonderland in general, yeah. but I, I was watching it, and she's a fine actress, and I think she did great uh, with what she had. I, I don't think she'd give a bad performance at all, but she did, I was like, she's too tall. Does that make any sense? It's like she's yes. too tall to be an Alice. Like Alice in my head, either from the book or maybe from the cartoon, the Disney one. I'm like, no, she's meant to be sort of diminutive, and it, you know that's kind of reflected in how she sees herself in her world, and then the world that she enters, and then there's literally stuff with her growing big and growing smaller. Mm-hmm. In the Tim Burton version, she's quite like she's taller than some of the adults that she's like dealing with. Well, it just like doesn't quite work. Thirty five years old in the Tim Burton version, no, isn't she? I mean, not that old. No, she's probably early twenties. That, yeah, that but I mean, she's but, not a fucking little girl. No, but she's she's just tall. It, yeah. it really is as simple as that, and it's not something she can control. It's not like a like a, uh, any fault of hers or whatever. But I, I just remember thinking that's not the right choice for that. Yeah. It needs to be someone who's sort of diminutive, at least sure. In, at least when engaging with most of her environment. Did you ever um, see that yeah. that that like Swedish Alice movie that had a good Alice? Uh, I it's don't weird. Think it has so, like no. a weird. It's like a creepy. Oh, is it the adult the stop motion one? It's it's got uh, stop motion stuff in oh, okay. it, but it's it's live action. I think, but it has like taxidermied rabbits that like have weird stop motion sequences where their mouths move around all unsettlingly and stuff. Okay, yeah, I, I, I believe I've heard of it. I don't think I've seen. There's it, a though. zillion Alices out there. Have you ever Fair seen enough. the one? This is a good one. It's got, uh, oh, what's his name from, like, uh, gosh, I think it might have, it's got some sort of famous British actor. It might even be Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers? Uh, yeah. Uh, is, wait, was Peter Sellers even British? 
yes. Now you're making me wonder, but yes, he was. Okay. Uh, there's, there's a, there is an Alice out there that was filmed for the BBC. It's in black and white and it's got nothing whimsical in it whatsoever, (laughs) but it's quite true to the book. Like the dialogue is all the same. The sequence of events is largely the same, but it'll be like, she's talking to, you know, uh, the white rabbit. And you would only know because you know that it's the white rabbit and she's calling it the white rabbit. It's just a person. Right. And every every person is every character is just a human. Not even so like I'm like, going to have little ears on my hat. Like it's just people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the 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 it's one of the most strange but when tea was the party when, when was scenes you've ever seen. Oh, seventies, I would imagine. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's not much they really could have done about that. I don't think. Well, I mean, they <laughs> can put some rabbit ears on the top of a top hat. Might that look even? Oh well, I guess actually, that's quite it a good was. Idea. It was apparently it was a choice. It was so. It was Alice's Adventures in Wonderland here? Uh, oh no, that's not it. That's not the one. Well, regardless, apparently it was a choice by the director because he wanted to really get to the heart of the matter, mm. which is he was like, "This is really just a book about what it's like for a child to interact with adults." So he just had a sure. child actress interacting sure, with adults. Sure, why not? He put it right on the nose. Yeah, that's not bad. It's good um, shit. No, it's it's all adaptations of Alice are worthy. Have you? Se- but you have not seen what I think is tangentially one of the best of ones. Uh, and I say tangentially because I don't think Terry Gilliam ever said it was, but it definitely has similarities. What? And that's uh, Tideland. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't even know what that is. Terry Gilliam movie Tideland. Well, I assume. You know, you you've never Gilliam. heard of it even? I don't think so. Really? Oh, okay. That's a good Alice tale. Uh, although it's not exactly... I, like I say, I don't think he ever said Alice in Wonderland, but it, it is by all, by all accounts. Alice in Wonderland has become a, as, as you well know, because you use it to compare everything to, mm-hmm. it's become a sort of... Uh, Catch-all. Yeah, it's like um, like Metamorphosis. It's for like a young that, girl you know? who walks into a fantasy world. Uh, yes, yeah. as a way of uh, either contextualizing or coping with the real world. Yes. So, Pan's Labyrinth, too. Oh, yes. A little bit of Alice in Wonderland-like. It's, it's like Alice in Wonderland, but with monsters. It's like, yeah, but there's movies and monsters. The monsters. You remember the monsters? To monsters? I have just, I owe my I life to monsters. monsters. Have you seen <laughs> Hellraiser? <laughs> He's not even doing, like, especially classy monsters. Oh, hey, Hellraiser, that pinhead is a, the Cenobites are great monsters. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I know, but you know he wants like, to talk no, about you know what be, Have you seen Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy? <laughs> <laughs> He's doing his own movie. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that well, guy. Yeah, what are like, some of his fucking... favorite monsters? <laughs> He's like, oh, no, he, he would, you know, he have would Have you seen Howie the... Mandel in Little Monsters? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the one in the Goonies. <laughs> the one in I the don't Goonies. Know. Have you seen that monster in the trash compactor in Star Wars? <laughs> exactly. You only see part of it. That's scary. Uh, the guy who uh, does this guy, do you know Phil Tippett? No. Phil Tippett, uh, I suppose, I've, I've only just learned of him myself, but I suppose he was involved in a lot of the special effects or creature design for things like Star Wars Return of the Jedi and stuff like okay. that. He's made his own movie, apparently 30 years in the making, and he had a mental breakdown whilst making it. It's like a stop motion. A menti B, if you will. A menti B. He had a menti mm-hmm. B. <laughs> Sorry, one of the, one of the uh, British ways of describing it, like someone going a bit mad, is uh, having an absolute epi. <laughs> that's good <laughs> short for epileptic fit oh i yeah, assumed it was a... episode no oh 
Oh, possibly it is, <laughs> but I, sh- I I assumed it was short for having an epileptic foot. Oh well, had an absolute epi, <laughs> like an epi pen. Like he like he went, he he went mad. Attack. He, he yeah. went ape. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but so he's got this new movie out called Mad God, which is like a stop motion, a stop motion, but it's oh, live yeah. action. That's him. It's on Shutter. I keep getting ads for yes, it on my yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the trailer, first uh, the first um, what do you call it? Where like uh, someone gives a glowing review of yeah. someone um Guillermo del Toro uh, he's excellent the monsters oh great monsters. here we go <laughs> monsters he's a, yeah I think he says something to the fact uh, something to the is it a horror of, movie it looks creepy and gross it looks you know what I first thought when I saw the yeah. trailer was it looks like that shitty uh, Jimmy Screamer Claus movie <laughs> I was like is this a new one from Jimmy Screamer <laughs> Jimmy Claus, Screamer Claus uh, where the dead go to die or whatever I hope you get which I, I'm your- sure you haven't watched yet not, no. not yet. If, I just if you haven't were, watched and period. <laughs> if if you were still with Libby, I bet you would have watched it by now. Why? <laughs> it seems like the kind of thing she would watch. She'd be like, dude, it's, it's time it's, to watch Jimmy Screamer it's, Claus. It's internet. It's a product of internet. Okay. Yeah. I don't think yeah. she's really into stuff like that, though. I don't think she's into, like, the horror... It's not really horror. I mean, it's <laughs> but this anyway. It looked remarkably similar to the uh, the kind of aesthetics of that. But it's kind of interesting because it's stop motion, but it's live photography too. So it's the live actors in it. Oh, good, thank God. Live actors and practical special effects. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll I'll give it a watch. I'm sure it's... you don't have Shutter, do you? Uh, I do. I have AMC Plus, which is a great deal, by the way. What's on there? AMC Plus, I believe, is only four ninety nine a month. Okay. Uh, unless it's gone up. Maybe it's six ninety nine. I don't know. Six ninety nine a month. You have IFC. So all of IFC. That alone is great. What? What's on IFC? Fucking like Portlandia? IFC? They've put up... Sorry, Portlandia? Yeah. Yeah, as far as like their own stuff, but also stuff they picked up for distribution. They're mostly a distribution oh, company. Oh, it's all their movies. Yes. All oh, the movies they distributed in the US. a lot of indie stuff. Tons Wrist of cutters. Uh, <laughs> well, you're naming the Gigantic. Worst ones. <laughs> look, look, look. Uh, all the trips are on there for Thumb a Thumb sucker. <laughs> all the trips are on there. Uh, you know, great. Uh, especially, they did, uh, what's it, IFC at Midnight. They picked up a lot of really good horror films in the late 2000s. Mm. Uh, so I believe, yeah, like Kill List is on there. Um Kilroy was here? Kilroy was like, No, you gotta pay big there. money if you want that one. <laughs> yeah, no, you need to buy an NFT for it. Which, I, I, don't get me started on that. Yeah, no, uh, so, you, so you get IFC, Shudder, and AMC. Yeah. Uh, so whatever AMC put out will also go on there. So it's good. It's a really AMC, good deal. So you get like Breaking Bad? Uh, Breaking Bad, weirdly, is on Netflix. That's funny. As I don't know how that happened. Their flagship show. <laughs> I, I think they made. Oh, did you get Mad Men? I believe so. Yeah. Ooh, that might be worth it for Mad Men. Four ninety nine a month. Is, I got into I got into a little argument with Colin the other day about Mad Men because I didn't <laughs> realize call, did I have you, known him. Did you call it gay? <laughs> I have known it. I have known him pretty much since I came out here. So for the best part of ten years, we've been very close and talked all the time about stuff we like. I never knew that was his favorite show. His I thought favorite Sopranos show was his favorite show. I would have said The Sopranos, maybe something like The Wire or Breaking well, Bad. Well, Matthew Weiner comes from Sopranos, doesn't he? Uh, quite possibly. Yeah, he was a writer on Sopranos, okay. I think. Yeah. Uh, but no, he suddenly says Mad Men. I'm like, mate, I've never heard you talk about Mad Men ever. You've never mentioned this. <laughs> he then turned to you with tears rolling up in his eyes and he said, you never asked. <laughs> 
oldest time you've known me, you never asked what my favorite TV show was. Because I know I assume because you, you talk about The Sopranos what, so often. You never often. asked my thoughts on Mad Men. No, you talk about The Sopranos so often. I assumed it was that, you know. But no, th- that was really surprising. And I'd said, you know, all, all my kind of criticisms of it. Like I, I got up to like the end of season two, and I was like, ah, that's about enough for me. Yeah. But, um, and he, and he was like very very aggressively defending it. I'm, like, I'm gonna tell uh, you this right now, no. dude. Everyone I know who's watched the whole series this is why I want to keep going back to it. Everyone I know who's watched this whole series says that it's like it's church. Like and that's the other thing is like fucking Sopranos. I say it took me a good and I always make fun of people who do this and and I'll be honest, I should still make fun of them. Like people who are like, oh, oh it, just really starts, it really starts cooking yeah. in season three. <laughs> but it, I'll tell you this. With I Sopranos, there's an, there's it's 100% the, true that it doesn't get cooking until about halfway. But there is enough in season one and two to keep you going, though. I mean, yeah, but there look are, at, there, look there at Buffy. Tons, uh, I, well, Dude, see, Meg and I are going through Buffy in like whenever we happen to be in the same place with a TV, which is actually quite rare. So mm. it's taking a long time. <laughs> And those where are you living? Seasons. You don't have t- you don't have TVs in your homes. Well, it's like we don't. I don't usually. We don't usually hang out at each other's houses. It'll be like if I see her, we, we see each other at the theaters. And oh, shit. I see. Right. Yeah. So okay. like on the rare occasion where we're in a house, like fucking, we'll we'll see, okay, Buffy time. Okay. And well, then so wait, this, no, hold on. Mm. What what you forget is that these seasons are not only hour long episodes; they're like twenty two minute. So it's like twenty two episode seasons. Well, they're forty minute episodes. So yeah. yeah, they're forty four minutes. I think. Yeah, yeah. and. and but they're – I mean like we're still halfway through season two and we started this in like December of last year. So there's a really important point to make here. With Buffy, I don't think most people who became fans saw it in season one. They right. would catch individual episodes as and when they aired uh, throughout the late mm-hmm. 90s. So probably – I mean for me, I don't think I'd seen it until season two or three was well underway. Uh, the other difference with Buffy is that those episodes, even though there are arcs, especially later on, they became arcs because they were sure they had a core fan base for it. But early on, like even up till season two or three, you had entire episodes that were basically standalone. They they oh, were yeah. in and of themselves. No, no, but even even episodes that had to do with the wider arc, mm-hmm. like towards the end of season two, you could still catch an episode Yo, on listen, TV. Be careful. No, listen. The spoilers. Oh come on! She doesn't know. No. Really? Yeah. In fact, edit that out. <laughs> no, uh, I refuse. She keeps stumbling on spoilers on TikTok. <laughs> She's getting pissed. <laughs> spoilers for Buffy on TikTok. <laughs> Apparently, in it's a thing. Okay. Well, look, either way. Um, but you got to remember the way that people watched things at those at that time was that you would just be on TV and catch an episode probably halfway through the episode, and it was only if you started to see it enough times that you decided to investigate and buy the VHS box set or wait for a marathon or something like that a little different now a little different now because sure. now you you always start at the beginning yeah and yeah there are plenty of shows that take a little while to get into mm-hmm. i think the sopranos is kind of similar they have a lot of episodes that are either standalone or just kind of irrelevant like kind of filler episodes mm-hmm. which is fine for the way you know that was what 2001 ish mm-hmm. 2000 uh, not, actually, that was early. It was like 1999 that it started, right? Well, I, well, my overall point, though, is that like I do make fun of people who say it takes three seasons to get cooking, but Buffy takes three seasons to get cooking. I disagree. It also, well, you know what? The most recent episode we watched was the Halloween episode where they turn into their costumes. That's in season, season two. two. Yeah, solid up. Uh, season two has a lot of solid episodes. Many solid. It's episodes. The introduction of Spike. Yes. Introduction of Spike. Uh, the whole arc towards what, the, the end is one of the better. Okay, emotional arts they did. Yes, 
Um, the appearance p- of a certain character who, I, because I know Meg might be listening, I'm going to... Oh, gonna Kendra. Th- of course. Okay, but let's Your not favorite. say who Kendra is or what she Oh, are does. you serious? That, that's who you're We haven't gotten about? to Kendra yet. No, 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 but yeah, you're like, oh, Kendra. the appearance... Kendra's... That's, that's a highlight for you? You didn't think this was cool? <laughs> oh, well, sure, but as a character in general, it's pretty... Well, but, pretty I mean, sure. <laughs> sure. But I liked... I li- I'll say this. I like the concept of Kendra, and I like how that concept behind Kendra is... is uh, Followed to its logical conclusion throughout the entire season. It, it, well, series. later it gets a bit ridiculous, yeah. Where it's like, actually, but, there are like thousands of us. Well, <laughs> careful. Okay, <laughs> never mind, never mind. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, but you know what? You're down about the first season. I think the first season is quite fun. It I is, think they have what? some really... After having rewatched it... Thank you. It is quite There fun. are some really fun episodes in there. Individual episodes that are really good. Uh, yes. The story is basic, but it's fine. You know what's fun, though? Is the really, master What's is really fine, fun you know? is watching it with someone who has never seen it. Yeah. Because she has all these opinions. Mm. And she, like... The, the one that she's been saying the most recently is she's like, You know what? Cordelia's really growing on me. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that there are like she some people who like don't like Cordelia. But she, I think she becomes one of every, everybody's like at least their yeah. top five favorite characters. She's so likable as the show goes on. And then once she gets over yes. to Angel. Yeah. Oh, well, then she becomes She has the most interesting yeah. arc in the entire Whedon verse. Yes, really. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, but even going back to like I, I rewatched season one of I mean it's a few years ago now, but when I'm old enough to know better type thing, but Aged fine, I think. I don't think it's that bad. There are a couple of like the writing is still fucking solid. In the writing is pretty solid. There's nothing that embarrassingly outdated. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, obviously the clothes and the music are a little bit, but you know you can't blame them for that. That's exactly what they were trying to depict at the time. Well, don't say anything about where this might lead. But Meg is very excited by the presence of Seth Green because I don't know if you remember this or not. But in the second season, they really tease out Oz. He appears yeah, many times yeah, throughout yeah, the yeah, season yeah, yeah. before anything comes of You've him. You got to remember this is long before Seth Green was a right. Thing, but that's what right. I mean. Is like it almost feels like he must have already been a thing because of how they keep teasing him. They, he will be in an episode for I'm not kidding, thirty seconds at a time. Yeah, and it will always just be he's going. He sees Willow and he goes, "Who is that girl?" I, no. His, so here's what I think happened. I believe I'm right. Uh, Austin Powers took off. Mm. Austin Powers took off in between the times where he had started appearing as a small mm-hmm. character. Because before that, I think his main thing, I could be wrong, he might have done other things, but I think his main thing was being an It yeah. TV I think he was, Wasn't he also in Stand By Me or no? No. He was in It. No, he's in It. Yeah, and I don't believe he was in much else. Mm. Uh, no, nothing that would catapult him to any kind of fame. I think he had that. What about, was he, he, he was in Idle Hands. I don't know about when Idle Hands. When did that come out? I don't know. Okay. Uh, but he had that small role in Austin Powers, well, relatively small role in Austin Powers. And then that kind of took off unexpectedly, mm-hmm. and it got a sequel almost straight away. So perhaps at that time, they were like, all right, well, this guy is something. And also, when did Family Guy start? I don't know, but I don't feel like he really got famous off of Family Guy. It's no, like, no, no, but he would, ha- he would be enough of a, you know, where they're like, okay, this guy it is started, going somewhere. It started Robot in the Chicken late 90s. Was later. It started in the late 90s, Family Guy, because you'll forget, you forget that... Family Guy came on television, aired like, after the Super Bowl in like 98, right. 97 or think, something. Yeah, maybe 99. Late yeah. 90s. Got canceled, mm-hmm. went away for many years, started DVD, getting in sin- – DVD, DVD got popular. Yeah. Syndication rights got picked up by Adult Swim. 
For, for Family Guy? Yes. Oh, I it was, They were just replaying those first two seasons really? over On and Adult over. Swim? On Adult oh, Swim. Oh, I didn't realize that. Adult Swim picked up two okay. canceled shows when they were canceled. I'm guessing the syndication rights must have been cheap. They got them both from Fox. It was Futurama and Family Guy. Oh, and those okay. shows, them re-airing old episodes of those shows, propelled Adult Swim's ratings to where they oh, started okay. having the budget to make more original content. All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, so like Adult uh, Family Guy and Futurama kind of saved Adult yeah. Swim in a weird way even though it was never their original show all right but, but then way, because of uh, that popularity <laughs> on adult swim family guy got, got brought re- back. Re- recommissioned and, and then it's, it's been going ever still since going. Yeah. yeah okay so i think with seth green judging by the way like you say he's introduced in like 30 second chunks i don't think that that's because they were like this guy is big and we're gonna bring him in i think it's more that like they had him and he was going to be there, maybe a potential love interest for Willow, because they were both redheads. I, I honestly think it did, the thought didn't go much deeper than that. Right. I don't think so. Like, it was right. pretty, like, oh, they're both kind of short and diminutive and kind of, you know, mild so I'll say this. Meg knows that they're going to be love interests. She's had that spoiled for her already. Okay. She doesn't know anything else. Oh, so be right. careful. Yeah, so see, I think that came later yes. once they were like, we're going to bring him in. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. Okay. But it's okay. fun. It's fun watching it with someone who's never seen it before. I, I imagine it. And is, I'm sure yeah. in four years I'll be able to come to you and be like, "Well, we just met Kendra because this is a slow going <laughs> watch through." <laughs> Where are you watching them? Uh, Hulu. Yeah, they're all on Hulu. They're on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I like I say, I rewatched a, a matter of years ago, but I remember the first season being had a couple of dud episodes of course it's definitely cooking it's yeah. starting to cook but it's it gets bad. to me it gets honestly to me i'd say it becomes uh unimpeachable in season four but i'd say it gets really really good in season three that's when season well, three is where i started getting hooked season three had the best mix i think of the arc with good standalone concepts well, see i remember you saying that season four i remembered season four as being one of my favorites but it's also because that was one of the only ones i had on vhs the whole way through see i never had the actually no no i only had the first half of because remember on vhs you had to oh yeah you'd get like a little box set but it would yeah. only be half the season even yeah. though it was like four tapes yeah so i only had the first half of it and that is quite good it's got the gentleman for a star yep. and that's I mean that I would be amazed all-timer. I would be amazed five, if you if looked not. up like best Buffy episodes online it's gotta be number one is probably if pretty, not number two pretty high on each yeah. what do you think the number one one oh probably Once more be- with becoming feeling. oh becoming part two I would, I would say, okay let's do our Once top more five feeling, let's I do think our was... top five Buffy episodes oh man I becoming can't. part one and two is definitely up there not for me, but I think for other for everyone else. We're talking. That's the finale of the fifth season, right? No, no. Becoming is the uh, finales of season two. The whole angel. Oh, yeah. oh! I wouldn't put that up there. I, I do think love other those people. Episodes. I think other people would. Yeah. So that's my guess for possibly oh, being the gift one. is what I'm thinking of. Something of the gift. The gift. I think, I don't is that think a part one and two? Uh, no, I believe it's just the final okay. episode of season five. So but it's go- not. I don't like that that much. I actually don't. Mm. I the, the end of the glorious storyline. I didn't care for. Okay, I'm going to go with the gift. Okay. Uh, the body is probably up there. The body. Yeah. Once more with feeling. Uh, I don't this think. is not in order. Hush. Hush is the gentleman. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? No. Uh, let's ditch. Let's ditch. Let's ditch the gift. Actually, I don't think that would be up there. Let's it's ditch not the gift. Good. I'm going to say this. It's going to go. What's the one where? But the thing is, is that all the best Buffy episodes are outlier episodes. You got to have one that represents the series. 
Uh, well, that's why Hush kind of does. No, Hush is a, a gimmick episode. I know, a yeah. Bit. So, no, I think um, that's why I think Becoming Part 2 is probably All right, there. so let's do... Um, you know, actually, I really like the episode Prophecy Girl, the ooh. season one finale. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's a really solid episode. Yeah, I don't think it makes anyone's... Like, we're going to look... What we're going to do is we're going to give our guesses, and we're going to look up what the Oh, this is, is awesome. Dude, I yeah. hope that everyone who listens fun. to us is a huge buff. Yeah, you like better you be. <laughs> Fucking better be. Uh, and it's also extra fun because I know there's someone in the audience who I can't spoil anything for. Yes. So we're not only talking about We're Buffy, not going to talk about it. We're talking about it vaguely in a way that yeah. only the heads will know <laughs> what the hell we're talking about. Take it. Oh, what a good show. What an episode what this will be. What a great episode. What a comeback. <laughs> what a glorious return. <laughs> oh. We talked about Kevin Smith and Buffy. Oh, That's my God. Oh, about. by the way, speaking of um, glorious returns, more or less, I was just about to say, like... Well, Sarah Michelle Gellar in Clerks well, 3. Well, there you go. <laughs> what I was about to say, though, is thinking of, speaking of uh, podcasts that have an almost contempt for their listener base. Did you hear Stavros Halkius? I was going to start the episode with <laughs> has that. gone and left I was, I was I was planning on starting the episode by saying, you know, we've got to uh, apologizing for, for him leaving us. Yeah, it was yeah. A, a moment of silence. Yeah, moment well, because he's doing, he's going mainstream, or he's trying to. Well, he put that special he's out. He's a moron. Put that if YouTube he thinks, special out. If he thinks he can go even reasonably mainstream, uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Enough. I would like to say there will be a super edit of him laughing at offensive jokes, but it would just be the whole RSS feed. So yeah, so uh, Shane Gillis is the one people are comparing him to, right? Because Shane Gillis yeah. kind of tried to break into it mm. a little bit with Saturday Night Live. He didn't try; but, he succeeded. Well, yeah, but yeah. then they had to <laughs> yeah. immediately fire him because yes. they found all this offensive jokes. Bags. Yeah. yeah, so. His uh, did you read his um, his like statement by the way? Yeah, it, it was, was kind of funny. Pretty generic. Well, he sort of was like, yeah, you know, I've said some things. They get taken out of context. That's a shame. I understand the decision, blah blah blah. But he signed off by saying, I was always more of a mad TV guy anyway. Oh, I don't think I saw this statement. <laughs> yeah, I saw the statement where he says, like, as much as I joke about having hated the show, I'm very appreciative for all my fans and blah blah blah. He was like a Facebook note. No, no, no. I'm talking about Shane Gillis. Oh, 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 oh. That's funny. That makes a lot more sense. I thought you were talking about Stav. No, no, no. Shane Gillis uh, gone to Saturday Night Live, immediately got... Yeah. fired off it because of some like, Asian joke. Was it an Asian joke? Yeah, he got yeah. caught doing an offensive Asian joke. From like a podcast a couple yeah. years ago. But, uh, so he got fired and in his statement, at, he signed. He said, you know, everything that you'd normally say, like, I understand the decision, blah, 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 mm-hmm. no worries. And then signed off by just being like, I was more of a mad TV guy anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good way of dealing with it. Meanwhile, by the way, this is a show that's still selling, uh, still making money selling uh, DVDs of their Golden Year episodes, which they're still, their entire comedic reputation rides on these golden years where their Wait, best joke yes well, yeah. where their best joke was John Belushi a fat white guy being an Asian dry cleaner who <laughs> chopped people's clothes with a samurai sword oh, so there you, go. you know <laughs> yeah yeah I mean that, you know, it's so obvious to yeah. talk about but, yes, but anyway so Stab left come down and now it seems like Nick is doubling down. We're not going to talk about... Why are we fucking doing... Why are we talking about Comtown now? We were talking about He's Buffy. not doubling down on anything. He's, uh, no, Nick seems to be doubling down. He's got. oh, we're going to call it the Adam Friedland show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to get a proper studio, and we're going to like do pre-prepared bits is and monologues. Is he really going to be doing that? That's what they say. That's funny. Yeah, we'll see. 
He's, he, like, it's almost like he's trying to make it more professional and all that stuff. It's like, yeah. like, I don't know if there's bad blood between them. But also, it I don't fucking be. care because we're here on the poor quality Yes, podcast. we are. We're talking. Fuck We're them. still going. You may have thought we'd gone, but we haven't. Uh, we're still here. We're better than ever. And we're talking about top five Buffy episodes. Right. What do we reckon? So I'm going to reckon. <laughs> I'm, okay. So the uh, there's some obvious guineas in there. Some absolute bangers. I think Hush is one of those. I Hush think, is probably I my think, personal number one. I think Becoming Part 2. Uh, sure. I believe so. I believe that will be in the top five. But of no, but this is what yours are. No, I, I, I couldn't name five. I, I would have to think about it a long time. Okay. So no, I'm thinking so what will be Hush. there. I think, oh, so we're guessing what, we're guessing what yes. will be there, not what our will, favorites. Yeah, what will be there. It's a okay. lot easier. Once yeah. more with Feeling. I don't think yes, so. Yes, it will. I don't think so. Okay. Oh, yes, it will. I differ on that. Hush, think, once more with Feeling. Hush. Hush, we agree the on. The Body. The Body, I, I agree on. Um, 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 I think Becoming Part 2 will probably... Becoming Part 1 and 2 will probably be on there. Yeah, one of the... T- yeah, probably uh, as, And then as I one. think... And this might be a big swing just because it's one of my favorite episodes. But I, I can't remember what it's called, actually. Uh, it's the season four finale where it's all dream sequences. Oh, Restless is called. Restless, yeah. that's what it's called, yeah. Possibly, but I, th- I feel like some people might not have liked that very much. Well, I actually... It's, it's a bit of a weird Having finale. watched Sopranos now, I'm like, oh, they kind of... I oh, wonder which came episode? first. Oh, did, where the did, whole episode is a dream. Well, yeah. But not even like, oh, that's a twist ending that is a dream. The whole episode is obviously yeah, yeah, a dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, this has become actually a trope that I've started to really dislike. Uh, and I'm sure it has its origins in those mm-hmm. episodes. The Sopranos did at least one. Mm-hmm. I think, actually, they've done two. Uh, Buffy had that one. The Sopranos but, one was really good. Sure. But more and more recently, now it's become almost like a TV trope, mm. I think. Um Atlanta just did one. Which, oh, really? Yeah, which is kind of weird because Atlanta often has episodes that are sort of standalone and a bit dreamlike. They tend to focus on one character. Yeah, that whole episode, that whole series could be a dream sequence. Sure, but yeah. there are some which are more obviously. And they always have this. So I've noticed this in a, a fair few things I've seen. Skins, the UK TV series Skins, mm, had one. Uh, and it tends to involve a character who's part of the main group being uh, sort of being isolated for whatever reason, being uh, moved away from his group, ends up usually in a nightclub or some kind of club environment or a bar, uh, usually ends up meeting a mysterious woman, Mm -hmm. uh, usually ends up in increasingly odd situations that make them incredibly uncomfortable until they have some kind of realization at the end. Uh, This is happening not only Skins, Atlanta just did it, same exact uh, series of events. Um, Ted Lasso did one in its second season. The fucking goal. <laughs> the goal. Big nuts on that Ted Lasso that, second season from what I hear. Oh, I, I think that's an appalling uh, drop in quality. Because yeah, I actually quite like... for babies. It is for babies. Oh. It, I quite like the first season. By the way, big news as of today. Ted Lasso is canceled. Thank God. No. Oh. Joe Pera is. Canceled? Yeah. That, that's so weird. I was just watching his show last night. Yeah. Canceled. Adult Swim were like, you know what? Well, I mean, I don't know. We can do better. I don't know if it just ended amicably, but I do know that Joe Parra posted on his Instagram today. That's so weird. I was just watching him last night. And he said, uh, he said, it's a picture that says farewell for now. And he says, I'm sorry, but I've got some unfortunate news about the show. I wrote a full bit about it that's linked in my bio. But in short, thank you to everyone who worked so hard and put so much creativity into it over the course of three seasons. Thank you for watching and supporting and helping the show go as far as it did. No. That doesn't sound like someone who ended it on purpose. No, he didn't. There was no way he did. 
Because you have you seen the third season yet? The most uh-uh. recent one. Yeah. That's good. Well, actually, I don't love it, but it was taking the show in a very different direction. Hmm. It seemed like it was evolving. So, no, he clearly didn't intend that to be the last of it. Oh, what a fucking bummer. That's one of the best shows on TV. Really? You brought me onto it. You, you were the one who mentioned mm-hmm. him, and you were like, it's like a, you know, it's like a guy, but he's from Brooklyn, but he plays an old guy, kind of. That's like, not how I framed it. <laughs> kind of, you did. You're like, uh, you know, he's like, that's how you he's like a it. Brooklyn hipster. But you he, were like, you were the one who was like, this feels like Mr. Rogers for Brooklyn. I agree. No, you but, were the one who said. I know. That. I agree. I, 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 I agree with you. Agree yeah, with I agree with myself. <laughs> yeah. No. I, no. I mean, I still agree. Right. I still agree. I still think that's exactly kind of what it is. I think the reason it managed to take off was because you know modern kind of irony poisoned uh, hipsters mm-hmm. and Adult Swim fans that they want something. They reached a limit. They want something like that. Like Mr. Rogers, but Mr. Rogers, you know, he was a Presbyterian. Mm. Uh, he, even though he was relatively progressive, he insisted that one of his actors didn't come out as gay because it would hurt the show. Right. Um, yeah, you know, so they, they, it's not not quite what they want. I'm I'm assuming Mr. Rogers wasn't. What's wrong? Oh, sorry. No, don't. Uh, you just like widened your eyes because your my dad, dad just was, walked by with a tumbler of whiskey that was practically filled to the top. Uh, it's ginger ale and whiskey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah, nah. G- ginger ale and whiskey. Let me get some of that, some of that Glenlivet or whatever he's sipping on. <laughs> I'm sure it's... A, except it's not. I've been, I've no, been it's here. Plastic, it's like plastic, plastic jug, bottle. Plastic yeah. jug whiskey, yeah. Um, all right, yeah. Anyway. No, no, I, I think I'm right. I think they wanted something that was like, okay, well, he's young like us. He's in Brooklyn. We're pretty confident that this is like... That he's okay. ...someone on our page. Right, he, does. Not, he, always comes, mis- he always comes out publicly in support of whatever, like, socialist or leftist candidate is running for, sure, like, yeah. and, and the like, 36th Congressional not, not District the, of New York. Yeah, and, not, not that Mr. Rogers was, quote-unquote, not okay, but no, he was also old and he was very traditional. Mm-hmm. So this guy, you know, they're like, oh, well, he's the kind of guy I might meet in a bar, but he's also doing this kind of wholesome very calming type stuff for like you know and and sort of a bit autistic too you know i I understand exactly why it took off but it's really really good and it takes watching it to realize that there are some bits in it there's some little bits and this is a problem with him having he brought on a lot of writers like his kind of comedy friends in brooklyn I'm, i'm assuming and some lines like some individual lines or individual moments where i'm like that's not it like, yeah. whoever wrote that didn't get it at all. Like, there are some bits that stick out so badly um, as being, like, yeah, like what you would expect from, like, a kind of ironic, like, douchey comedy writer. There are bits like that. But I think he himself has got it. So here's what I'm going to do. Ready? Okay. We're going to write down our top five Buffy, Buffy episodes. <laughs> For everyone we get correct in our top five, it's two points. Why? And then we get to make Why? three. Hold Why on, because then we get to make three honorable mentions. And if any of those are in the top five instead, it's one, it's one point. point. Okay. So, I'm, oh, for right. my honorable mentions, I'm going to put some some wild cards that I know are popular episodes. Okay. Actually, two. So wait, which, how many how many honorable mentions do we got? Three. Three. Okay. All right. Let's do it. This is fun to listen to. What's? Do you happen to remember what the uh, what the final what the series finale was called? No. Okay. So my honorable mentions are actually one. Two of them are from the third season. One is called the Zeppo, which I think people liked that one. No, I don't think that's anywhere near. This. If anything, I think that would make it to the worst list. Zeppo's a great episode. I like it, but I think it would make it to the worst list. Band Candy. 
worst. That's one of the best episodes. That would make it one of the worst. What the fuck are you talking about? I guarantee you. We'll do both. How okay. about that? Because I think your honorable mentions will all appear on the worst list. <laughs> and then Prophecy Girl, the season one finale. Uh, I don't think that will appear on the top, but I think it will... It isn't I know either. what's on the worst episode. The meat one. Easily. The meat one. The meat one. Uh, I, Robot, You, Jane from season one. Possibly. I think the Praying Mantis one from season one as well. That's quite good. I like that. <laughs> it's, it's horny, that's why. It is horny. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> no, I have something to say. I think Two Xander-centric episodes, by the way. The Zeppo yeah. and... Uh, uh, I think, I believe, we'll look it up quickly. Oh, you know what? But this is not interesting to listen to, so let's not dwell on it too much. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I'm, I'm hack fucking trying to write down episode. my top five, because we have to obviously do it so structured. Uh, it would have been good if we'd done this in advance, wouldn't it? Nah. Uh, all right, so what did I say? All right. Huh? Yeah. Mm. Oh, the, the. I'm going to write... I don't remember the name of it. Um, Which one? So I'm writing... Uh, let me know if you want me to keep this in, but... Oh, I don't even remember what it's called. Yeah, I don't. Where he gets his dick wet. (laughs) 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 The one where someone gets their dick wet. We'll we'll call it that. Um, And then, yeah, most of mine are from... Oh, no, actually, I got a pretty pretty decent spread here. Got one more to select. Hmm... All right, we have our answers. All right, now we, we have our find suggestions. All right, so my list, uh, okay. the first five, my well, top five, Becoming Part 1 and 2. Okay. The Body. Okay. Hush, okay. The, which is the gentleman. The one where someone gets their dick wet. Okay. <laughs> we'll know what it is if we see it. Right. Uh, graduation Day, Part 1 and 2. That's the season three finale. Excellent. Okay. My three wild cards, i.e. they may be in there or they may not. Restless, the dream one. Yes, awesome. Once more with feeling. Yep. The musical one, and welcome to the Hellmouth, which is the first the first episode. Actually, it's the first two episodes, parts one and two. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they're, they're essentially one episode. Are you though. sure this is safe? Yes. Isn't that the opening? <laughs> it's kind of good. I like the first episodes. I think they're good, yeah. and I think they would make it. I'm also thinking in the mind of someone who's been tasked with writing a list. And like they yeah. might put that in there just because it was the first. It's got a great. Uh, it's got a great cut. When she turns, she's like, not before we've fed. Yeah. <laughs> the vampire faces are... They evolved. Sh- I wish that, yeah, they should look better, shouldn't they? Yeah. All right. Um, you, what's yours? Uh, mine are... Read your list out. Mine is... My top five are The Body. I went for all the gimmick episodes. Yeah. So The Body, Once More With Feeling, Hush, okay. Restless, uh, and then Becoming Part One and Two. Okay, so and then, we have very similar list. This isn't very interesting. And then our, my honorable mentions are the Zeppo. No. Band Candy. So I believe both of those are going to be in the worst. We're going to look up wait. the worst. It too. depends on when. The, I'll bet you Earshot would be in one of these, depending on what year the list was written Which in. Which one was Earshot? Earshot is one where. I'll just. How do I say this without spoiling? Oh, for fuck's Buffy sake. can hear everything. Once again, it's Max's where Buffy can hear. Ruin the episode. It's the thing where <laughs> Buffy can hear everything. Oh, what you can hear in people's thoughts? And there's a certain thing that it leads to that I think people would be excited about today. Uh, it won't be. It'll be in probably the worst episodes, I think, that one. Earshot? Yeah. Earshot's a good episode. No. Oh, uh, the swimming one is probably in the worst. Yeah, that one's the, bad. The one where they, the, the swimming team are becoming, like, fish or squids something. or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, look it up. Or I'll look it up. 
You know what one of the first really good episodes of Buffy is? The cheerleader one. That one's really uh, solid. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that one sets out of, the tone out of for sight, them. Out of mind or something like that. No, no, no. It's the one. It's it's one where the girl's mom is a witch. Yeah. Who's trying to encourage oh, her to be a cheerleader. Yeah, that's right. But she's actually... It's like episode it is three or something. Yeah, yeah. She's possessed by her yeah. mom or whatever. All right. I'm going to go for Den of Geek. That's as reliable sure. as anything, right? Okay. So this is the top 25. Uh, so let's go all the way up to the top five. Uh, oh, a couple I really didn't expect to be in there. All right. Go see... Number one, becoming parts one and two. Oh, right. two points for each of us right there. Yeah, although I don't know if you would have suggested that if I hadn't mentioned it. Well, just saying. That doesn't matter. But yeah. All I, that matters is yeah, the scoreboard. That's right. I knew that would be up there. Okay, number two. Number two here is graduation day, parts one oh, and two. Fuck yes, man. Four points. That's we're four to two in favor of Sean. <laughs> Hell yeah. They're All finale right. fanatics. Number three, the body. Okay. So we both two got points that. for both of us. Uh, number four, once more with feeling. You yeah, got that. we're tied, baby. No, no, I had six. And I six. get one. I get one for that. Oh, you're right. I get one. Remember, Shit. remember your system. You're right. What about the Zeppo? The Zeppo. <laughs> I, I, that's my my bonus wild card is that that will be in the worst. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'll get one point if that's in the worst. Okay. okay? Uh, Restless number five. Hey, bitch. Oh shit! I put that. I get one for it. Now we're tied. Yes. 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 I have. So wait, how do you? How many do you have so far? I have six. I'm sorry, I have eight. You, I have eight you better now. be counting for me, dude. I'm doing everything. Oh, else. fuck. Okay, hold on. <laughs> so Jesus Christ. All right, so I got Becoming, Graduation Day, so that's two, two. I got The Body, so that's six. Okay, and then one And for, then one for Once More Feeling and one for Restless. So, so eight. So eight. we are tied. Eight, We're eight, tied? eight, okay. eight. Number six is Hush. Yeah. Do we get one point if we got it in our top five, but it's actually in the top Ten. Uh, yeah, I think it goes okay. in reverse. So we each, so we each, so now each we're get both one at nine. For Hush, right? Okay, we're both at nine. Uh, Fool for Love, season f- five, episode seven. I don't even remember that one. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's a Spike one. That's okay. the one where Spike's all into Buffy. Yeah, I remember this. Okay, so it gives a bit of his backstory where he's like, on the subway train. I was oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't have got that. Uh, Wild at Heart, season four, episode six. Ah, we can't tell you. Because you can't spoil it for Max's fucking girlfriend. <laughs> She's not my girlfriend. And oh, also- sorry. My bad. <laughs> His spouse. And also, uh, you. it sounds like you got one right. What do you mean? I didn't get Wild at Heart. Is that not, uh, is no, that not the one where he gets No, it's the one where someone else goes wrong. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. No, I was talking about the one where someone earlier gets his dick wet and goes wrong. I see. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, this one is where Robot Chicken. No. Okay. Now we're in the but you know there. what I'm talking about, right? Yep. Okay. With like Veruca or whatever her name is. Uh, Veronica. <laughs> There's another one. All right. He... So what's our score then? It's nine and nine? I guess so, yeah. yeah. Uh, number nine here is Passion, season two, episode 17. Oh, oh that's I know a good what episode. one it is. Yeah. That's a good episode. This is the one where, again, we can't give spoilers. Yeah, yep. Let's move on. Yeah, someone, yep. something happens. Yeah. Someone gets it wet. <laughs> uh, number 10 is Innocence. A lot of season two in here. I have a feeling season two might be considered the best. That's crazy. Well, Innocence, uh, this is the one where someone gets their date wet and it goes wrong. Oh, so you get a point for that. And it's in the top 10, so yeah. All right, so then that, so you're 10 to 9. We're 10 to 9. Okay. Well, that's unless you want to go through the whole 25. 
I do. Oh. <laughs> Speed run him. All right. Well, we're not even halfway there, lads. So uh, you know, Speed run. stick with us. All right. New Moon Rising. No. It's a. Uh, it's another one with Robot Chicken. Don't worry about okay. it. Just keep going. Keep going. Uh, Doppelgangland season three. Oh, it's a great episode. That is a good one. You're right. This is about season three has all these great standalones. Uh, the Witch also season three. Oh, that is a good episode. I didn't think that would be up there, but it's good. Which one? Anya. Oh yes, the first Anya yes, episode. yes, yes, yes. The Wish. That's a good one. That's yeah. a really good one. That is a good one. That's also got doppelgangers in it. Uh, yep. So I'm thinking whoever wrote this list just yeah. sort of one and then remembered yeah. the other. <laughs> hey, fuck you! Remember that one shit? Oh yeah. yeah, wait, Dark Willow was in there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh fuck. <laughs> This is embarrassing. What? Number 14, The Zeppo. Oh, we're tied, bitch! We are tied! Not necessarily. If I also go and look at the worst episodes, and this is in there, The Zeppo is a out. banger! Then it cancels out. It won't out. be in there! Then it will cancel out. It even says here, the... Uh, oh, no, it doesn't. Considered by many to be the worst. I thought, yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it did, but it doesn't. Um, the Gift, number 15. Okay, well, I didn't put that down. No, me neither. Uh, Earshot, fuck, good for you. Fuck yes! Season 3, episode 18, I'm surprised. It's all these season 3 episodes. Uh, yeah, they're making up the uh, 20s mm-hmm. Oh, Who Are You? Season 4, episode 16. <laughs> oh, what's the one? It's not this, it's not Who Are You, but what's the one where she's... Um... Mm. Oh, that's a really good one. I know what you're that's talking about. That's an interesting one. All right. You know what? I'm cutting this off. This is brought to be treacherous for yeah. our listeners. <laughs> Remember the one where... I just realized what we did. Oh! <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a good one. All right. All it's right. like my haunt life. Well, I think, <laughs> I like, think we... I remember the bit where... Hang on. I'll tell you off, Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was great. <laughs> my haunt yeah. Life. That shit was good, dude. Okay, well. well, all right. The other thing I want to talk about, there's two more things I want to talk about before I head off to this fucking rehearsal. Oh, you don't have to head off right now. I do. Lie. I have to go home and change and shit first. I can't show up smelling like sweat. It's a very okay, physical but show. You've got to realize that we have, we, we've been away for a while. People we've are been waiting. recording for two hours already. Two hours, yeah. But people have been waiting. And in that two hours, <laughs> an hour has been devoted to Kevin I, Smith. I, I the other hour the has next, been Buffy. I got to off in the next hour. Okay, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. All right, well, let's, Give him let's another hour. change gears. It's hot as the dickens out here. It is a little. It's I'm fucking, sorry. Yeah, we can't be inside. And actually, my feet are burning. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to take a sock break. And then we'll be back. 